All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are playing a special one-shot tonight of Black Sword Hack. Got the book right here. Uh, it is a game by Kobayashi. It's put out by the Merry Mushmen. If you're familiar with like the Knock OSC books, uh, like the same same folks who are putting this out. Uh, it's a rules light OSR. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's like kind of dark, weird fantasy. So if you're like a Michael Moorcock fan, Robert E. Howard, that kind of stuff, Fritz Lieber, uh, that kind of style. Uh, so we're doing that tonight. Special little one shot. Uh, our friend Long, who is in so many of our Friday and Saturday night games, uh, is is still out of, out of the country. So we're just sort of filling with some stuff uh, until he gets back and we start up our Delta Green campaign. Uh, but in place of uh, Long, we've invited Jeremy, who is very familiar to the channel, usually in our Monday games. Uh, but he's uh, he's going to jump on in uh, and play uh, and play with us. And uh, and yeah. Uh, so do you all uh, have any questions about the game before we get started? Any questions about anything like this? It's a fairly simple game, but any questions, rules, questions, world questions? Not Life now, questions. we'll come up later. Existential exactly. want to know if he can take a long rest before the game even starts. Yeah, Steven, yeah can I like... get my Doom up to D8, please? Steven, you know what, man? <laughs> you can take that long rest, but you can't increase your Doom. So so Steven just brought up <laughs> one of the interesting mechanics in Black Sword Attack. It's called the, the Doom Die, uh, which is something that you have to roll uh, periodically because this, this is a game about the, the struggle between law and chaos is kind of the, the sort of the general concept here and how like reality is, is sort of coming to an end because of that struggle. And, uh, and uh, the Doom Die is a feature in the game where periodically you have to roll it sometimes because you did bad uh, and sometimes because you want to do good. Uh, and if it ever depletes, uh, then uh, you become doomed and uh, you have really, really bad luck for the rest of the night. Kind of like like Dan from the Defenders of Cobalt luck. Like that's what you're going to have. That's basically what it becomes. Oh, so it's no. the Dan die is what it's going to be. Uh, OK, uh, any other random questions that we want to throw out there or, or random mechanics and things like that? No, I'm good. Not yet. I, I have started, I said everyone can start out at level three. Uh, so this is, an, like I said, this OSR, so old school renaissance, uh, light game, D20, roll under. Uh, you got your usual array of stats that you would expect to see in a game like this. Uh, and uh, and there are these, uh, there's our, there, there are backgrounds, there are gifts, uh, and there's things like that. So let's do a quick roundup really fast. Uh, just I'm just kind of curious, just, what your, just say what your character's name is and tell us about the the different backgrounds you chose. Uh, in this game, there are three categories of backgrounds, and you essentially smash a few of those together to create your character. There's no classes as much as there are these backgrounds that uh, combine together to, to create what you're doing. Uh, and there's uh, there's barbarian, there's one category, decadent, another category, and civilized is another category. And there's like some like eight backgrounds I think in each, and you you pick three of them, and that's your that's essentially the starting point for your class. So so just tell us the name of your character. And just tell us uh, what backgrounds did you pick? And we'll get into the physical stuff later, which you look like in a minute. Uh, so, Melissa, tell us about Lark. Uh, yeah, so I am playing uh, Lark Tanley. Uh, she was born inside an invocation pentacle near the sorcerer's body and had nothing to do with sorcery ever again. <laughs> so I went with uh, Civilized in her origin. Uh, so she is an inventor, a sophist, and a storyteller. Fantastic. Perfect. Uh, all right. Next up, Jeremy, tell us about Cassius. 
Uh, 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 I'm uh, Cassius Fenric. Um, grew up as a street urchin. Uh, became swordmaster. Dabble with some inventing. Um, everything's great. Everything's great. Fantastic. I like it. I like it already. Uh, you seem way more, uh, way more uh, sketchy uh, than uh, than Cuspid, the previous adventure you've had on the channel. I, 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 I yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, next up, Ashley, tell us about Baldra. My name is Baldra. And I happen to be born in the belly of a beast that was slain by my adopted parents. And uh, I, uh, I was born, my life was rather decadent, you could see, uh, with my adopted parents. And I'm, my background's, I'm a bit of a, this is not me. Ashley's looking at the wrong character. She is. That's going on. <laughs> well, no, it's my name, but oh no, it's got. You've got a blood. You accidentally sickle. randomized. Oh, did you hit the randomize? No, button? I didn't hit the button. Okay. Uh -oh. Well, we'll come back. Uh, Ashley, I'll figure that anyways, out. Anyways, we'll no, yeah. I was. I have it written down on my okay, good, Excel good, good. spreadsheet. So let me just get it. I is... am a scout, an assassin, and I have some forbidden knowledge. Uh, which means you're I a caster. Have... Yeah. Yes. Which those will come up later. Bye. Okay. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> next up. Yeah, there's a but. I was like, is there going to be more? Uh, no. Next up, Derek, tell us about whatever the hell the name of your character is. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So I'm like Durgak uh, Dimmeldink. Uh, I was born in a civilized kingdom, but. I was like a hostage at one point, so I got traded around. You know how it goes. Anyway, I was farming for a while. Uh, had my own farm. Happy with that life. Simple. Put bread on the table. But uh, now the government's trying to take my farm, so I'm just like trying to get it back, you know? <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. All right. I love it. I love it. Big fan of throwing like the surfer boy accent in uh, settings that don't normally have them. I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, and then finally, we got Steven. Steven, tell us about Scud. Scud, good. What is it? I'm Scud. Scud was born in a hut. He is a barbarian. He's a berserker. He's a scout. And he's vicious. What else do you need to know? No, that's about it. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, okay. So. Now we got those out of the way. Let's start off uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see where we go. So let me see. I told you all I was going to start you in a relatively weird manner. So let's uh, let's start that up. I'm going to do this uh, cinematically. Okay. Are you ready? So let's see. Who's the first person? Who's the first person? All right. We open up. And we see that the camera kind of fades in and we see this dark, desolate hill, kind of black dirt, occasional patches of uh, kind of yellow gray tufts of grass periodically sticking up. But most of it is just this dark, horrific dirt. We see these gnarled roots uh, and we follow those up to a tree, this extraordinarily large, dark gray ashen tree with only a handful you know, a couple bits of vegetation here and there. And we hear the sound of a creak. Not so much a, a branch creaking, but like 
like this, like the, the sound of a tire swing, but it is not a tire that is swinging from the rope. Instead, it is Lark Tanley, who is swinging back and forth in a very gentle pendulum, rope tied around her ankles and boots. And she's hanging upside down uh, from a very high branch, but not remotely high as the top of this tree, as it's that's not even visible as this dark mist is kind of wafting around. And we also see that a small black bird is sitting on Lark's nose on the nostrils, pecking away at your forehead to, to some degree. So this is what you feel, and this is partly what you see as your eyes open up, Lark. So just describe what Lark looks like and what on earth she does in this situation. Uh, so Lark is, uh, she's got uh, super curly, uh, long red hair. So at this point, it's just upside down, just, you know, kind of down, kind of dragging in the dirt um, a bit. Um, she has sort of um, kind of wide kind of pants that she has on um, and kind of a, a white top. Um, and so she kind of comes to just sort of looks around. Excuse me, what is the meaning of this? And you look around and there's no one around you. All you see is this dark, this dark hill, mud gnarled roots from this tree that are quite significant like they're up and out like kind of undulating almost like a like a like a Loch Ness monster hump into the into the, the mud itself and you're just very slight very slight swing like just a tiny pendulum and it's just your arms are free like everything's fine and you've got like looks like you have some of your gear but some of it is not uh, immediately accessible uh but you're just swinging back and forth and that bird as you start to talk, stops, lifts off, flies up, and is now sitting on top of your boots. Ah, uh, yes. Hello. Hello. So you start to spin a little bit as you crane your head up to look at the bird. And as you do, you can see as you track the ground, you think what you think was at one point uh, a gnarled, a gnarled root popping up out of the uh, out of the ground is in fact a person buried basically to their chest, uh, and you can see uh, a shirt uh, just barely peeking up out of that dirt, and you can see that their face is covered in what look like flies and gnats. And as you as you shout, as the bird squawks a bit, we see that the all those gnats and flies and such suddenly burst free. And underneath, we see the face of Durgak Dimmeldink. So, uh, Derek, can you describe that face, please? Yeah, so um, Durgak <clears throat> is a rather plain-looking commoner. In fact, you'd never tell him from an NPC. Uh, the only remotely interesting thing about him is that he's got, like, you know, a pretty good beard, a uh, fair amount of dirt caked into it from his days of farming and now being buried as a tree. And so as all of these flies move off, 
like you can feel maybe maybe one or two of them was like a mosquito and kind of pecked you a bit. Your eyes open up and you see the red hair of Lark Tanley and her face slightly twisting around. She's looking at you. You're roughly head high, like Lark's head upside down is roughly the same height as Durgat's head sticking up out of the ground. And there is still that bird kind of you know, periodically moving around here and there. Durgak, you are buried up to around your waist. Your arms are half buried as well. Uh, and and Lark, your arms are free, but you're hanging upside down. Either of you want to do anything? Um, Durgak will kind of look left and right and say, "This is this like the afterlife or something? Who, who are you? A demon? Why are you floating around me?" Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. Well, I suppose if this were the afterlife, this might be about what I deserve. Hanging upside down for eternity. I think I deserve that. But I don't, I don't believe so. And she's going to kind of go, because um, you said her hands are free, right? Your hands are afraid. Durgax, yours are slightly buried. Uh, Durgax, if you were just trying to force your way out, you might be able to just crawl out with a strength test if you wanted to try that. But Lark, what was your idea here? Uh, so she's going to reach into um, her pocket and she's going to dig around and she sort of has this, like, there's a pocket within the pocket and she's going to kind of reach in and pull out this little bit of metal that's sort of curled up. And she's going to kind of speak to it. Nigel, Nigel, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. And you see this sort of unfurling of the metal. And it's this little owl. And so she's going to go, dig him out. Go, go dig him out. And she's going to sort of toss Nigel. This is mm -hmm. little owl automaton with the instruction to dig around Durga. Okay. And I'll say, uh, is there any role that you have to make for your inventor, uh, inventor uh, items? I don't, I don't think so. But I think in this uh, case, can follow simple orders up to yeah, six words. Simple enough. So this mechanical owl unfurls, unfolds, hops down. However, at the unfurling, that that little black bird that was kind of climbing up panics a little bit and just squawks this high screech and flies up into the mist to the higher parts of the tree and disappears. But we'll say at this point, the uh, your your little pal Nigel uh, hops down and starts digging away. And if that's the case, if that's your this is this is just a matter of time, no role necessary. We'll say over over a couple minutes, Durgak, you watch as this little mechanical owl is just moving around around you here and there, using maybe a little bit of its beak or its or its mechanical wing to just sort of dig and dig. And eventually, your arms come free, and you can pull yourself up out of the dirt. Oh, wow. That's like, that's like really cool. How did you make that? And then Durgak will try and get her down, uh, okay. stumbling with the rope at first because he's not good with knots. Yeah, easily it's, enough to it, do. It's a trade secret. It's a trade secret. I never share. I never share. I can make you one, but I, I would never tell you. So as the two of you are having the discussion, as Durgak, you're untying her, the, the two of you hear a, And you, you hear it from a little further up the tree. And as you look up, you realize that the mist at this point has parted. And you can actually see that the tree continues to go up further, another 20, 15 feet, something like that. 
And that's where you see this, this, the trunk tips over to like a 45 degree angle. And you see wrapped around several layers of rope and hanging face down uh, as if on that underside of the bow is looking down. We see Cassius Vanrick. So what does Cassius look like as we look up and we see his, his relatively terrified face as now you can see the ground below you? Uh, well, there's a small portion of my face that's still handsome, you know, blonde haired, blue eyed, but most of it's been burned terribly. Um, some of it my fault, some of it other people's fault. That's that's fine. That's fine. I've got some old uh, patchwork legionary armor with some like lines of electricity and other things like that. Terribly unsafe inventions, but I know what I'm doing. I'm fine. I'm fine, except for I'm on this tree. I'm not fine. Somebody get me down. Okay. So Lark or Durgak, is there anything you want to do? As I will say, Lark, you're free. Durgak is able to free you without uh, out too much difficulty. But you see about 20 to 25 feet up at this point from where you were, or actually 15 to 20 feet up from where you were, Lark, there is another person wrapped around several layers, face looking down on a 45 degree angle to where you are. Face kind of red at this point, probably from blood. Oh, Cassius, you are always so high strung. Everything is going to be fine. At least you are upright. I was just tied by my feet. I'm not upright. I'm upside down. You're more upside down, but that doesn't make me less oh, upside right. down. Oh, you're right. I was upside down, and you were the same way I was. So now that I'm, ah, I see. I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Can your bird, like, cut him down? I can, I can like, totally catch him or something as he falls. I, I, I mean, I have, I have hands. I can do it myself, but sure. Uh, Cassius, just hold a minute. Uh, apparently, this is an exhibition piece. So, Nigel, can you please go let him down? Here okay. you go, Nigel. So Nigel will go up and he'll start with the beak, ripping through the ropes, no problem. However, Cassius, I would like you to make, and you can do either a strength test or a dexterity test to, since you are on the underside of this bow as these Ooh. ropes are coming Ooh. free, you need to grab Ooh. hold of something. And so either dex, like an acrobatics or, or, or your strength, your sheer strength. So roll uh. one of those two to prevent yourself from falling down yeah. to the ground. I think I'm going to go Dex. Okay. Go right out. <laughs> and so as the last of the ropes breaks, you just <laughs> reach out, you grab part of this, this, uh, this, this branch and you swing around. You fear it snap, but at the same time, you manage to swing and just wrap your arms as best you can around the trunk. Safe. Perfect plan. Excellent execution. You're welcome. Now, as you're up here now and you're and you're a little bit safer and you're starting to shimmy down the mist around you, you're starting to see a better view of the area. Like you can see like you can hear the sounds of waves not too far away. You can even see what looks like peaks, like maybe rooftops uh, and in the sort of the northwesterly direction. You hear waves coming from the east. Uh, you can see sort of just just relatively flat expanse to the west and to the southwest. Uh, but you uh, you actually also, while you're up here, you notice a person running as fast as they can, like just breakneck speeds, running up the hill in the direction of this tree. And it is uh, it is Baldra. So so Ashley, what does Baldra look like? You are running again at breakneck speed. You have no real memory of what you're running from, but just the vague memory that it was something threatening. So what do you look like? And 
what is that fleeting memory that the further you get up this hill, the more and more it goes away from your memory? What have you been running from? Uh, uh, and she's just hitting herself as she's running. And she has, she's a rather short woman. And she has vitiligo, I think is how you pronounce it. So she's got like white splotches on her skin and she's got it in her hair. Um, but other than that, she just wears rather frumpy brown leather clothing that's just cinched at her waist. Um, and then since she is decadent, she has like a kind of brightly colored undershirt that she tries to hide. So it's not too noticeable. But yeah, she's screaming as she's running towards the tree and she's just hitting herself. Spiders like, is what you're screaming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as you look at your hands, as you're swiping them down, you notice that there's no spiders either on your hands or on your person. And Cassius, from your angle, as you're starting to shimmy down, she doesn't seem to be being followed. However, Baldra, as you're as you're running up and you're maybe slowing down a bit, uh, it is a very steep hill, very large hill, very dark hill. You do notice about halfway up, there is this uh, small, very small landing area. And there is this stone altar that is set up with these like one flat like plinth and then two mm -hmm. stone uh, stone legs underneath it. It's not well made it's just it's very smooth and cracked uh, at certain points but it's not undulating in any particular way and you hear snoring and when you look underneath the altar you see that there is a man that has curled up sleeping and it's scud scud what what do you look like as you're sleeping underneath this altar scud has muscles more muscles than everyone else here combined scud does not have hair not a single hair across his entire body, not even eyebrows. Scud is always oiled, always glistening. And Scud wears pants, but Scud does not skip leg day. So the pants are shattered and ripped from the muscles being so big. They are now shorts. So as you're, as you're standing there, Baltra, you see Scud. And Scud, you wake up. Because Balger was screaming, and she was screaming within just a handful of feet from you, and you ha you you wake up with like that vague, vague memory of the dream. It's like back here, you can kind of see it, but you can't quite remember it all. What's something you remember from that dream as you wake up and you stare at Balger looking down at you? Was it a good dream or a bad dream? It's up to you, man. Scud was working on leg day. Scud was a. Uh... You know, doing some body weight exercises because Scud has so many muscles that weights are meaningless. He can just use his own weight. Uh, doing all sorts of lunges, you know, anything to get that definition. And so as that, that wonderful memory, that dream begins to fade, you see Balger who is wiping stuff off or screaming about spiders. You look past her and you can see that there's this swirling gray mist or fog you get out from underneath. You look around. Cassius, at this point, will say you're down from the tree. Lark, Durgak, you've managed to, to sort of clean yourselves off as best you can. And the five of you see each other. You know each other. Like, you have full memory. You, were, you, have, you have full memory of each other. Your faces, like, you recognize everybody. You know each other's names. 
you have vague memories of how you know each other. Like you think you might have been on a ship together or maybe you were on like a, a caravan, a wagon caravan, or maybe you met at a, at a marketplace at some point. It's so long ago. You don't really remember when, but you know each other and you can sort of, you, you feel whatever affinity for each other that you feel like, but you do recognize each other. As you're lingering around, you can see that atop this hill that you're on, and even prior to that, Cassius, you had an even better vantage point. You can see that this mist and fog is sort of rolling about, but it part, it occasionally parts and you get these clearer views. And so Cassius, you were able to see kind of to the northwest, the crumbling walls and buildings of what you think is a city, but it doesn't look to be in particularly good condition. The name of that city escapes you. You can't quite place the name of that city, or even if you've been there before, the cityscape looks vaguely familiar. To the east, you can you kind of were able to see this rocky coast that gave way to a brooding ocean, and you saw this single lonely boat kind of drifting around in circles, unmoored. And to the southwest, west, it was like this sprawling pasture, and you saw a periodic like rocky outcroppings and flimsy cottages here and there. And so that's what you vaguely recall as you plop down and all five of you are, are currently atop this hill at the base of this tree together. What would you like to do? There is a city over there. Terrible shape, terrible shape. About the coast, there's a boat. Just one boat. Why one boat? I don't know. It's weird. One boat. And then there's planes, planes. And the houses are terrible there. Very plain on the planes. All our choices are bad. What bad choice do we want to make? I don't know about you guys, but I like have to get back home. I was just trying to like the king like took my farm and I just wanted to like have words with him and say like how uncool that was. So I'd probably want to go to the like rundown kingdom. Do you want like some herbs, man? You seem very like stressed right now. I've actually got I a lot plenty. in my patch right here. Uh this one is uh, is good for uh burning skin. Uh this one is good for cleaning bones. Uh this one, um, no, not that one. Why? Uh, Scud does not approve of performance-enhancing herbs. <laughs> you got to work for it. I've worked very hard my whole life, Scud. Work harder. Work like Scud. Cassius, the, the scars. We can tell you've you've your trial and error. You've. You've tried lots of things. You've so many things. Succeeded at some of those things. It's true. So, um, boat, planes, city? City. People. Yeah, I like the city. You can sell things to people in the city. Where did you come from, Baldra? Uh, Baldra, you were probably running in the direction of that overgrown pasture area where all the outcroppings of rocks and the flimsy cottages, that was sort of, you were, you were running kind of in an eastward clip. And so that's off to the west or the southwest. As near the cottages areas, I don't, I, I you, think if you I don't remember that part, you, that's just a direction you were coming from. And she just turns and she looks like that's how she just turns to where she was running from. If I was running, we probably don't want to go back. That, that is you a fair know, point. You were running from there. 
I say I say that the city or boat personally. Okay. So as you discuss this, as you start descending the hill, you can see like the, the mist clears a little bit more. Even around the hill itself, everything's kind of becoming clearer and clearer. The more you stand here, the more you talk. You can see that the the roots of the tree begin. You know, they're easier to see as the fog depletes from the ground. You can see that this rusted iron chest has been lodged underneath one of this gnarled roots. You see that there is a parchment on one side that has uh, essentially been stabbed into the tree itself. Uh, Balder and Scud over by the altar, as you get up, talk. Balder, you wipe yourself down of, of, of potential spiders. Uh, you can see that there's various inscriptions maybe various stains on the altar itself uh i'll say cassius and probably durgak maybe the two of you if you're just sort of gazing around looking at the at the city as the the mist swirls you notice a few things in the distance they're starting to become clearer over by over to the north uh, that you can see as the the rocky coast kinds of extends you see that there is a rickety pier uh, you can see there's like a, a slit jetty and you see these explosions of water coming up from the jetty. You see a lighthouse as well. Uh, no light at the very top of it, it but the, the structure is there. Uh, you can see uh, from your from where you're standing, the two of you can see in the pasture, you have a very wonderful view of that overgrown pasture. You can see that there's a figure just walking through the high grass. But as you're watching, you can see that there are these other shapes that are kind of slowly converging, almost stalking on it. Hard to tell exactly what it is from where you're at. And you also notice that there is an entranceway into the city. Uh, you would normally expect to see like large gates and, and, and likely there once was, but it looks as though the entranceway has crumbled and there's just this wide opening maw. And you see these peddler carts just wheeling themselves in. You don't see any horses. You don't see anyone pulling them. It's just the carts themselves slowly rolling into the into the city. Reading, reading. We have things to read. Who wants to read? I'm gonna read. Scud can read. Great. Okay. What's chests? Paper chests. What does it say? Scud only reads in dirt. And he starts drawing in the dirt, uh, <laughs> and he'll spell out bugs. That's okay. great. That's so helpful. That says Scud. <laughs> okay, uh, I I will come read for you. <laughs> Scud okay. can read. Uh, are you looking at the parchment? Is that what you're talking about reading, uh, Baldra? Is that what you're looking yes, at? Yes, I will read. I stabbed on the tree. So you see this massive iron nail uh, it's the size of your forearm it's almost like a, it's like a railroad spike almost just stabbed into the tree to the point where you can't even retrieve the nail you just have to rip the parchment to get it down and you can see it's a hastily drawn map of some kind and it marks out what looks like parts of the city this pasture area that's almost gridded in some degrees and it almost looks like a tic-tac-toe map with various x's in circles you can see the city is somewhat similar uh and you can also 
you also notice that there are X's over several locations here and there as it's like, it looks like there's these weaving network, like a network of roads or cobblestone paths uh, that are, are within the, the walled portion of the city. When you flip it over, uh, Valger, you see that there is a very long list of names. It's got to be at least 50. And most of them have been crossed out. Uh, but you see that there are three that haven't. One of them is Astraea Yellow Fog. One is the 47th Cane. And one is Lucian, but in parentheses next to his name, when the wind is right. Baldra, as you're looking at this, you realize it's your handwriting. So I wrote this. Uh, there's a map. Uh, interesting. Uh, some names of some people. There's three left. That I presume we need to interview, speak to, shake down. I don't. I, I didn't specify. I, I should do that next time. Apologies. Scud, sh Scud can shake people. I don't. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll announce when it's time. What, uh, what about the names that were already crossed off? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Are any of them? Are any of them? None of them are, not, are none of them are names, right? I, I I I don't I don't want my name on the list. I I crossed them out very vigorously. I can't really read them now. That is much less useful as a as a clue. Then are any of the the X's on the map where we are now? No, uh, there is a, there is a circle drawn, and it just says tree within the circle. Uh, in the in the section of the map where you're standing, so you can see a circle. There's a kind of a, a northwest northeasternly moving coastline that goes up to the lighthouse, the pier, uh, and the jetty. And then you can see off to the west, to the northwest of that is the city, sort of in a trapezoidal like shape. And then southwest of the city, you can see the pasture just sort of extends. Uh, okay. Well, we got a map at least. We have stuff to do uh and baldra is gonna wander back over to the altar thing and eventually she's gonna check that out unless someone else wants to do anything oh there's a strange figure in the fields walking towards us and then there's other things too we maybe don't want to stay here too long that's probably a good idea let's check this out real quick uh someone check the chest uh Scud looks down. The not the yours. <laughs> not yours. That one. That. But you can probably open it. Yeah, use your Scud muscles. Scud can open anything. Do it. Uh, Scud, give me a strength test uh, as you try to yank the, uh, the, the chest out from under where it's wedged into this gnarled root. Did you roll a one? I got a critical failure. You did? <laughs> Net 20. Uh, okay. Oh, no. Your bicep so, burst. <laughs> so, first of all, oh, my God. I mean, I'm sorry. Awful. Uh, but a great idea. Oh, Let's do that. Uh, okay. So, oh. when you roll a critical fail, in this game, it's a natural 20. Natural 20 is bad. Natural 1 is good. Uh, you have to immediately roll your doom die. So, Scud, go ahead and roll your doom die. And we'll see. And let me know how you do. Got a four. 
Okay, you're fine. So a one or two would cause a deplete. So you're okay in this case. But what what you guys watch happen is Scotus like, and then it looks he he, he braces his leg against the root or the the trunk, and he's just pulling. He's turning bright red, and at long last, he just gives it one huge terrible yank, and he loses control of it as it does break free, and you see the chest go just hurtling like a mile through the air and let me see which direction it goes uh in the direction of the pasture you just see it goes and it's a good 100 200 feet that thing went and since the elevation you just hear a smash and a tumble and you lose sight of it as it disappears into the mist why that's what scud can throw was why just because you can doesn't mean that you should Scud does what Scud does. Did we like go okay. get it or something? Like, was there something important in it? There might, there might be something important in there. I, I okay. I, 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 I'll go get it. I'll go get it. Fine. Uh, isn't that where the person is running? <laughs> yes, and that's why I'm going to do it quickly. So I'll go with you. When you look down, you see that the figure has, has changed directions and they're kind of moving more southwardly. Like they're just sort of moving in the path, but they're not coming towards you so much. But you still see they're still being kind of flanked and those other color, you know, those other kind of shadowed masses seem to be getting closer. And all of this is in high grass. It's hard to kind of see, but you can see the shadows of the movement. So they've sort of veered and gone a different direction, but whatever's stalking them has gotten closer and closer at this point. So who's doing what? He's gonna go 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 get the the the, uh, the the treasure, whatever it was. Okay. Mark uh, will go along. Okay. Yeah, Durgak will follow. Three of you are going. What about Scud so, and Baldra? I need to finish with this altar, and then okay. I will follow. All right. So if Scud you're looking, wants the nail in that tree. Okay. Uh, another. I, I would. I want another strength test to to pull that out. Let's see how you do. That's a success. I got a four success. Okay. You do manage to wrench this thing free. As you do, you notice that something starts to pour out of the hole where the spike was. It's this sort of dark maroonish colored liquid that just starts to pour out and pour out onto the ground in front of you starts to pool. It's like this never ending faucet. And it's some kind, it's, it's, you're not telling, you're not sure if it's like blood or syrup or some combination of the two, but it's just extraordinarily viscous. And then it's just constantly coming and there doesn't seem to be any signs of it actually stopping and it's just filling the ground, but you do have a spike in your hand, which you can treat basically like a dagger. Scud tries to, uh, stop the hole, just putting his hand over it. You put your hand over top of it and it's very sticky but at the same time, you do manage to to slow uh, slow the deluge, but you can still see some of it's now seeping out from under and over top of your hand. Scud will stay here. Okay. For the rest of the adventure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Baldra, you take a look at the altar you were saying. Um, yes. I'll tell you what, roll an int test. Okay. Let me mute. This is my big dice. Oh, she's rolling like the you're rolling the big uh, the boulder boulders from yeah. North Foundry. Nice. I got a nice. five. I boulder here too. 
All right, a five will be a success. So you you have, when you take a look at it, it's in a language uh, different than the one that was on the parchment where you saw names and various descriptions of folks and things. Uh, this is some sort of language. You have the sense that it's archaic. You're not exactly sure how you know it, but you do. And it is essentially, it's, it's an offering. It's like a some sort of ritual chant offering to an unnamed God of time and space. Just, it's just a, it's just a place to, to, to do some sort of ritual. You see over top of the plinth and dripping down the sides, there's plenty of stained sections that have gone brown over top of the sort of the, the blue gray slate stone uh, that you would probably conclude is blood. So it looks like some sort of ritual altar. Hmm. Interesting. We may need this later. Okay. So the, so the two of you, so Scud's going to stay behind by himself and the other four start going down the hill. Uh, thanks for playing, Stephen. You can go ahead and leave Zoom now. All right. <laughs> Bye, so, David. So, get don't leave Zoom. Don't, don't you dare. Put the nail back. Put the nail back. Okay. So the rest of you start descending the hill. Uh, and if he was really strong, he could put the, sh the nail in even deeper than it was before. That is true. Scud would get bored uh, and see everyone leave and just walk away, trying to make sure no one sees him that he ruined the tree. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Baldur was the only one who saw you. Uh, so you wander away. You're covered in whatever goo this is. This, this, this dark reddish goo, syrup, blood, you're not sure. And it's all over your arms and hands, your shoes, whatever it is you're wearing, maybe even your shorts. Who knows? Uh, but you have the railroad spike uh, that, again, you can just treat it as a dagger and you start descending the hill. The rest of you got a little bit of a head start and you start moving down. And at a certain point, the mist begins to swirl a bit, kind of look back up and you actually can't even see the tree anymore. And as you're sliding down the hill a bit, it becomes very slippery. Eventually, your feet hit these uneven cobblestones and you look down and you see that there is a old and very poorly kept road not much maintenance whatsoever you can see little chunks and tufts of like moss and grass coming up from between weeds here and there and you notice that on the ground the chest that was up up at the top has been shattered into a thousand pieces and you can see that scattered all around it just chunks of chunks of wood, but also chunks of metal, as if the metal itself ripped apart in pieces, just like the the wood would have. That is what you find. I want to take a second to uh, analyze some some of the metal, uh, mm -hmm. see if it reacts to any of the charges they use for any of my own devices. It, 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 this, this seems unusual. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you pick up some of the, the bits of metal. I test it with some of your tools or devices or whatever you might have. And as you hold it up, you can see in your hand that it starts to wiggle. It kind of move a little bit back and forth as if it's like a blade of grass and wind. <laughs> moving. The, the, met, the metal's moving. Are you sure it's not like your hand or something? Excellent point. I should set it down on a neutral surface and observe 
without bias. I sit it on the ground and then lay down on the ground next to it and I watch it. Okay. You're laying down on the ground. Yes. I set the metal down on the ground and I lay down on the ground as I can watch it. I want to make sure it wasn't my own hand moving it to make my brain be confused. I'm not confused. I'm scientific. As you lay down on the ground, well, first of all, you can confirm that it is in fact very slightly wiggling on its own. But you also feel tremors, very faint tremors coming up out of the cobblestone that when you just were standing, you didn't really feel them. As you're laying on your stomach, you can kind of feel this small, little tiny bump as the cobblestone almost seems to be slightly undulating. Okay, well, on one hand, I thought it was moving, but also the ground underneath us is also moving. So maybe that's making it look like it's moving. Uh, Still inconclusive. What did you sniff up your nose earlier? It's just uh, 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 just semantic root. No big deal. Uh, I I need to look at this again. I'll lay down. down (laughs) You'll feel it. You you can confirm everything that Cassius has said. Durkak and Baldra, I'm going to say, meanwhile, while the two of them are laying on the ground, looking at this tiny piece of wiggling metal, the two of you, and we'll say Scud comes down at this point, you look a little further to the west on the other side of this uh, of this cobblestone road. Uh, you can see that the pasture begins to unfurl. And as I said before, it's overgrown. So you can see that there's this uh, kind of yellow-green uh, grass that's probably about waist-high on almost everybody. Uh, but you also see that there are these darker lines, these hedgerows that are about head high or maybe even taller here and there. And then you can see peeking up from behind them every so often, weaving between the mist here and there, are these jagged chunks of rock where on one side they appear as smooth as can be. And on the other side, they're jagged, almost like a broken broken comb teeth every few snapped off. Uh, And those are about 15 feet tall here and there. And you no longer have the angle anymore to see the sort of bird's eye view of the figures shifting around uh, in the in the pasture grass. Uh, Scud, can you give me a boost so I can see if I can still see those people? Scud can boost. Okay, you look out and you can't see. Well, actually, can you see? Um, so if, how, and Scud's pretty tall, right? Uh, Scud is big. Scud, Scud has no big gravity. Yeah. So as Valder, you climb on top of Scud on his shoulders, Scud, you stand up straight and Valder, you can't necessarily see any movement. You don't see the person, you don't see the, whatever was stalking them. You do, however, see what looks like the ruins of a cottage uh, that's kind of sunken inward, almost deflated and kind of like a like a bounce house style deflate uh, that's up ahead on the other side of this hedgerow that's in, that's kind of flanking the side of the, the cobblestone road. Uh, but that is what you see. I don't remember why we didn't want to come over here, but uh, there's a cottage we could check out. What makes the cottage so interesting? There's wiggling metal on the ground, apparently. It's like sinking. Yeah, 
if the subterranean aqueduct has collapsed, then the building is going to fall with it. Those are rather large words for you, Dergak. Don't make assumptions. Well, if the uh, Cassius, this 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 bendy metal thing is very interesting, but if that house is going under the ground, there might be things that we could gather from it before it goes underground. There could be more wiggly metals. I, I mean, think if 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 if, if the metal uh, has properties that allow it to move on its own, think of the. I mean, just, what could you do with that? Right? What if you could make another bird? There is no but, one like Nigel. No, 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 no! Don't, 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 don't make my no one. No, nothing's like Nigel. Nothing's like Nigel. But, but what, what, what if Nigel or something? What if, maybe Nigel needs a sister? What if? What if? The, what if there was a? What if it could change its form because the metal can move? Yeah, what you could make like a metal worm, and then Nigel would have like a prey to hunt. Ha, 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 ha. It's, a, it's a balance, could, right? Prey and hunter. This is perfect. Delightful. I could put that in a show. That would be what a delightful idea. So we we are off to the cottage then. Yes, yes. Cassius, take 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 the middle. Put it in your pocket. Scud eats birds. That is why Scud is such a strong man. And she slapped his shoulder as she scuttles back down. Okay. Scud, do you do you defeather them before you eat them? Scud why, does not cook. Why would you waste the nutrients? I mean, they just they're just. Or do you come from a place where you could just waste? Food like that, you just would you throw away the feathers? I mean, there, there's fiber. There's there's new. You you would you uh, just waste the feathers? No, we use them as quills. Scud eats oh. quail. I don't know that bird, but I'm sure it's interesting. I only eat peacocks. Let's go. Okay, so you're heading over to that college. Everybody uh, make a strength test as you try to push through the hedgerow here. Oh, I like it. I can push through the stuff. <laughs> okay. Scud failed. Jeff, <laughs> what's an 11? One for three on strength tests. What's Am that? Am I stronger than an Scud? 11? It's equal to, or excuse me, it's underneath your target. Like, so what's your what's Okay, your it's over my score? target. So that's a fail. But it's a okay. double number. No, that's okay. 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 Yeah, it's got, that's not this game. You're you might be thinking of Delta Green. We're doing that in a couple weeks. That's, that's oh shit. Okay. Play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been reading the rules. Roll the one for Lark. Okay. Is Durkak the only one who passed? Oh no, no, Lark. You got to no. It's a critical success. Okay, critical success. Yeah. Okay, Lark. Um, you can pick between Cassius, Scud, and Baldra. You see one of them kind of getting caught up. It's a very thick hedgerow as all of you are pushing through and you can you can feel that there's like things resisting you. And Lark, I'll say with your critical success, you can grab one other person and pull them with you. Who will it be? Cassius, Baldra, or Scud? Scud poses. <laughs> I feel like Stephen would be upset if I like outstrength the Scud on this. So <laughs> I'm going to go Baldra. You already know Scud's going to claim your victory is his own. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Balger, you are stuck, and you actually feel yourself almost becoming immobile. Like, your legs are, like, 
you can't really see very well once you start pushing through the hedgerow here. And you can feel things start to wrap around like your, your shins and your arms. And then something something grabs your hand and just yanks and you, your shoulder nearly comes out of its socket. But then suddenly you're free and you can see there's Lark on the other end. She has your hand standing behind her is Durgak. The three of you are through. You're into this, this zone, this plot of land where that de sort of deflated looking uh, cottage is. There's still very high grass. But you look back and you see that Cassius and Scud are not here. You can see the you can see the the this this large wall of vegetation shaking here and there, but you do not see Cassius or Scud. Thank you, Lark. Uh, Cassius and Scud are still inside. Oh. Um. Durgak be able to bastardize his herbalist background to try and do something to this hedgerow to get them through. That sounds great. Roll an int test. Okay. Say. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. Oh, this is like a, a like juniper tree that's shaped like a plant or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a botanist. Okay. So you uh, you figure out some way to unwind or unweave like some of the you know, some of the vegetation, and you can see Scud and Cassius kind of flailing around as they're stuck within. And you reach out now that you're and you start to unravel some of the vines, and some of the branches, and you pull them through, and they just they just basically pop right out. But you also notice as they start rolling around on the ground that hooked around them. When you look down at your arms, or excuse me, when you look down at your chest, Cassius and Scud as you're stumbling around, and those of you who are standing still as Durgak pulled them through, you see that there are skeletons that have wrapped themselves around Cassius and Scud, and they are reaching back with this sort of rusted blade and are trying to stab down into their necks. Uh, let's go ahead and roll a quick initiative here. So, as there are now Ooh, two hey. skeletons in the back of Scud and Cassius. All right. So, initiative really fast uh, as we do this. Uh, let's do this really, really quick. Uh, so, initiative in this game. What you do? Uh, let me pull this up. Ba -ba -ba. What is it like? A, a wisdom check. You, you roll a wisdom test, and uh, if you pass, you go before the enemies, and if you fail, you go after. That's the deal. Scud has advantage. Oh, okay. no. Success. These bone creatures aren't made of plants, so I don't know what they are. Scud passes. Okay. So Scud and Lark are going beforehand. Uh, what about the rest of you? Nope. Durgak failed. So Cassius and Durgak, you go after... Uh, and then Baldra, you're going to go first. So Baldra, Scud, and Lark, the two of you get to go and do something before these skeletal creatures uh, stab down into the necks of Scud and Cassius. Uh, any order's fine. So uh, in the game, the rules as written is like a, it's it's clockwise, but we don't sit clockwise. So whatever order is fine. So Lark, uh, Scud, or Baldra, one of you can go first. What are you doing? Scud is angry. Scud will nail the skeleton. Okay. 
Uh, these are level three, so you don't have to worry about any kind of difficulty. So just roll your normal. And so you're using a strength test? Yes. Scud okay. passes. Perfect. Uh, okay. So uh, go ahead and roll uh, your damage. Five. Okay. Uh, so five damage. Uh, so describe how it looks when you attack them. Skeleton is wrapped around Scud. First thing Scud does is flex. His muscles bulge. So the skeleton breaks the grip. Then he turns around and hammers it with the nail. Fantastic. And so you jam this, this, the, the railroad spike right into their, their head. But you just hear <laughs> as they are not actually gone down yet. Uh, Lark or, uh, or Baldra. So on Lark's left hand, uh, you maybe not, might not have noticed this before, um, but she actually uh, has a cestus on her left hand. And so she is going to just kind of like wind up with her left hand and just uh, attack this uh, skeleton. Are you going for the one that is currently on the back of Scud or the currently on the back of Cassius? Which one do you prefer? I am going for the one that's on the back of Cassius. Okay, so you go up to Scud. Scud, I'm assuming you're attacking, you attack the one that was on your back, right? Okay. Go ahead, Lark. Uh, that is a... That's a fail. I have a... Okay. Uh, wait, sorry. Remember, it has to be... Melee is strength, Melee right? is strength, range is dex. Yeah. Failed by one. Okay, so you swing out, but Cassius maybe in his panic is twisting and turning and stuff like that, and in doing so, you just just happen to duck out of the way. Stand still there, stand still. And you just hear... He's trying to stab to me, away. you stand still. <laughs> and then we'll go to Baldra. Baldra, your so turn. So I want to add an effect to my attack. Okay. So I want in, to attempt to break the weapon. Okay, so you want to break their, you want to try to break the, uh, or the like, scimitar I mean, like, that they're disarm wearing. disarm them, yeah, more than okay. anything. Okay, so in this game, so just to sort of go over the rules really fast, whenever you make an attack, before you, uh, before you make your attack test, you can try to add an effect to it, uh, and there's a whole list of them. And so, Ashley, you're, you're specifically trying to do disarm. Yes. And yeah. so if you do that, uh, so disarm... Uh, means no damage, uh, but you disarm the target if you're successful. It does mean you have to roll your doom die. So go ahead and roll that, which I believe is a d6. Okay. What am I not? What do I not want on my? You don't d6? want a one or a two. Those are bad. Oh god. Okay. Belated thank you I to Steam Steel Murder for the raid. Thank you very much, Bert. Uh, yeah, this is our first Black Sword hack game. Uh, really, really like the uh, the Ultimate Chaos Edition. I got my Kickstarter like a month or so ago, so I've been waiting to play. How are we doing, Ashley? What do we do? Four. Okay, so you're fine on your doom die. So now go ahead and roll your strength, the strength test, because you're trying to go up. You're trying to like whack it, knock the knock the 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 knife out of the hand, right? Yep. Okay, go for it. I got a ten, and I am a ten on my strength. That is a fail. You need to go Oof. under. Okay. Uh, so you swing away. You're trying to do. You're trying to like grab or smash at the arm. Uh, that has the scimitar, but you are unable to I'm do so. I'm trying to get the one on Scud, and Scud's already way too tall for me to begin with. And this creature, this skeleton, is just she's just kind of jumping ineffectually trying to get it. <laughs> okay, he's just so damn tall. Okay, 
Uh, so both of these, I said that they had weapons at blades in their hand and they were stabbing down at the necks of Cassius mm. and Scud. And so that is exactly what I'm going to do. Now, in this game, the GM doesn't roll attacks. Uh, players roll to defend. Uh, okay. So you can you can choose either to try to dodge it, which would be a dex test. And so that means moving your head around or whatever it might be. Or you can choose to try to parry if you have something in your hands, like a weapon or a shield that can parry. You can't parry uh, with without anything in your hands. Uh, so both of you, go ahead and roll that test when you're ready as they're both hacking away, stabbing away. The one that's on Scud is trying to get pulled down, the the weapon trying to get taken out. Lark is whacking away on the on the one that's on Cassius, uh, but they're yeah. still trying to get their stabs off. I don't imagine shield is out just yet, so I'll just do dex. Fair trying enough. To wiggle Parry away. is strength. Parry is strength. So you're trying to wiggle out from, from the way of it? Yeah. <laughs> Scud right. rolls a lot of 17s. Okay, so Cassius, Cassius, you succeed, uh, and I'm going to say in in the process of you succeeding, you you un like you pry it off, like you you dodge, 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 move its head around as it swings, tries to stab you. You like pull your head back ever so slightly. The the bladed weapon it has goes down in front of you, and it kind of tumbles off of you, gets its footing, but is no longer on your back, but is standing in front of you. You can see that it's uh, it's it's decayed. You don't see any flesh or anything. Like it's just a pure skeleton and a couple bits of equipment here and there, like a like a like a former soldier at some point. Uh, Scud, you failed. Is that correct? Scud failed. Scud, you take six points of damage as this curved blade just barely misses getting plunged into your neck, but instead scrapes across the front of your chest, and you have this gash right underneath the nape of your neck. We turn to Cassius and Durgak now. Uh, you two can now go. What would you like to do? Oh, I also, maybe I should probably explain combat too, by the way. So combat, you basically get two actions every round. Like whenever your mm -hmm. turn comes up, you can, and, and you can do movement, you can do attack, you can do a gift or an ability, et cetera, or just describe what it is you want to do and we figure it out. Usually a skill test, right? Uh, movement is fine. Like there's range bands in the game. Now, there's one little quirk. If you want to do the same action twice on the same turn, so if you want to like attack twice, before you roll those checks, you have to roll your doom die, and then you would roll your attack. So like the, the idea is that you're you're pushing, it's basically push your luck. That's a doom die mechanic. Mm -hmm. All right, so Cassius or Durgak, in whatever order, go right ahead. Uh, okay, so first, uh, I, 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 I pull up my Gladius. And uh, I, I stabbed the one that tried to stab me. Uh, f Go right fortunately, I, I, I'm a swordsman, so that's a, that's a dexterity check. Yep, yep. Certain there's certain uh, gifts, there's certain uh, backgrounds that change some of the basic basic rules, and so in this case, he can roll his dex. It's just it's just 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 three damage. Okay, still very good. Three points of damage. Uh, so you managed to take. Uh, okay, so you you lunge out. Uh, do you get your shield out as well? Do you have everything out now? Or you've got sword and, and shield out now? Okay, so you've got sword and shield. You're, you're now in a controlled state. You slash out, and you can feel a bit of the bone. It just kind of cracks as you slash through it, and you can see chunks of the rib cage just fall down. It looks down at it, even though it has no eyes, these sunken, black, empty places, but it almost looks down at the rib cage, looks back up at you, and then just like this... I look over at Scud. He did it! He did it. Uh, and uh, we'll go to Durgak. What do you want to do? So Scud still has a skeleton on his back, correct? 
That is correct. He unfortunately did not uh, manage to get it off. Okay. Um, Durgak either wants to suplex both Scud and the skeleton with the skeleton taking the damage of the floor, or Durgak wants to just rip the skeleton off and like yeet it out away, whichever seems more feasible. Uh, so what we can say is that you might be trying to do an, an, an attack effect. So if you want to do damage, yeah. we can say you're doing an attack effect, maybe like pin down or something that you're trying or, or shove, um, pin down probably makes more sense because you want to uh, do damage. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're trying to essentially rip them off, throw them to the ground with force. So roll your yes. die. Okay. You just want to avoid a one or a two. I did it. I didn't bring a weapon to this fight, guys. I didn't know we were doing this. Okay, so then go ahead and roll your strength test at this point. Yeah, I I lift a lot of things when I'm working the farm. I did it. You know, I got a seven. You got a seven. And so you managed to reach out. You yank them off of Scud. Scud, you can feel them no longer wrapped around you. You smash it down to the ground. It is now prone on the ground, and you can roll D4 for the damage that you do to it, Durgak, since you were unarmed. And as uh, Durgak rips it off of Scud, he'll be like, hey man, don't worry, I got your back. And he'll do one one damage. <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> off of it. Okay. So we're going to go to a new round. Now, one other thing I should mention uh, with the Doom die, if at any point, one of the things you can do with Doom, you can call on Doom, which means you can choose, you can opt into rolling your Doom die, and then whatever you roll on it, subtract that from the result of your check, making it easier for you to pass. However, this mm. means you're automatically degrading your Doom die by one step. So that's a way that another another thing that you can potentially use uh, for uh, for your Doom die. All right, so let's go back up. We got Lark, we got uh, Scud, and we got Baldra. Uh, we've got Scud's. Uh, Scud Skeleton has been ripped off his back by Durgak, is on the ground, partially obscured by the high grass. Remember that waist-high grass? You can still see it. There's enough of disruption in the grass. The other one that was on top of Cassius has has their footing and is staring down at Cassius right head on. Parts of its ribs have been broken, and it's got this curved sword. So any order, I don't care. Lark, Scud, or Baldr. Scud throws himself at the one on the ground. Just hammering down with the nail again. Okay. So with, uh, I think with prone, I can't remember if it's, um, trying to remember, I think you might get advantage on damage or advantage to attack, something like that. So Scud needs advantage to attack because Scud rolled a 19. Okay. Man, Scud is, uh, Scud sounds a little bit like a, like a mimbo. He's, he's a gym rat, but not necessarily a, uh. I can't remember exactly what prone is. I don't. I don't have it in my notes, unfortunately. Um, so we'll say, because I don't have it in my notes, just go ahead and you can roll advantage. So roll a second one, and if it's and if it passes, we'll say that. I think that's right. passes. Okay, so I think it's advantage. I think it's advantage on melee attacks. All right, so you Makes managed sense. to smash down on the one that just fell. So roll your damage. Scud does five damage. And what kind of weapon is Scud using? Railroad is spike. The, the so you're just stabbing away at the railroad with the railroad spike. Okay, fair enough. Using the blunt is, end. This thing is still you, kicking wildly. Okay. Uh, then, did Scud uh, also get no weapon? Oh, he got weapons. No, Scud just, has a spear. Oh, Scud okay. is just being played by Steven. 
Uh, and this is what Steven does. <laughs> uh, Lark or Baldra? Who would like to go next? So Lark is going to pull out. So she has an Inquisitor sword that's, you know, kind of been folded in with her pack. And so she is going to kind of like gesture for Cassius to kind of give a wide berth. And so Lark is just going to like, just going to take this thing out of her back. Um, and she's just going to be like, you need to stay away from my companions. And she's just going to like give a big swing with this uh, two-handed Inquisitor's Longsword, which I have no idea how I randomly rolled that. Go ahead and roll uh, one of your attacks, a strength to hit. If you roll, if 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 she does hit, because it's a two-handed weapon, she gets to roll her damage at advantage, meaning she gets to roll two damage dice, take the higher. And so. I want to. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the attack effects real quick. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm aiming for brutal. Okay. So Add the roll doom your, dies result to the damage. Roll your doom die. Roll the four. Okay, so if you hit. If you hit, you can roll. Uh, if I hit. <laughs> you can roll. You can add four to your damage roll in addition to right. being able to roll with advantage. Rolling under 10 because okay. that's my strength. Yes, just under 50% chance to get this. Uh, <laughs> that's a lolly, which is not what I want to see because that's what? 20. <laughs> that is a crit fail. Yes. All right. Roll your doom <laughs> die again because crit fail always <laughs> results in, uh, in that. Yeah. Three. Okay. And we're gonna say, I think, I think doesn't doesn't your weapon break if you crit fail? Isn't that right? Stephen, you were just looking stuff up. Yeah, I'm close. Uh crit fail means uh, I don't see for it for attacking. No, that's for sh- that's for parry. That's when you're parrying uh with the shield. It breaks. Okay. So uh I'm gonna say you uh you go to swing uh but you as you swing down your grip your grip is a little loose and you just basically throw the sword and it just goes end over end flying through the air and then sticks at the base of one of those big uh those big rocky outcroppings like a good 20 30 feet away completely over top of the head of the skeleton who even turns to look and then if a skeletal <laughs> head could look confused <laughs> that is what this skeleton head is doing. All right. Ah, damn it. And then Baldra, I think you still have to go. Uh, yeah. Why don't we have some fun? I'm going to attempt a flurry attack. All right. Mm. So flurry is doing regular damage. If she's successful, roll your doom die again. And then. Five. Okay. So you're fine there. If you're successful, you do regular damage, but then you get an immediate second attack. So yep. still got to hit Using my hunting sickle. Okay. Or my blood metal sickle. And are you attacking the one that Sigurd is attacking? Or are you attacking the one that Lark just completely tried to throw an Inquisitor sword at? Uh, the one on Scud. Okay. Ones okay. are good, right? Ones are a crit Ones success. Are very good. Okay. So first, let's do your damage. Because when you get a critical success on an attack... Not only does it mean you do maximum damage, which in this case is a D6, so a 6 on the D6, but you roll another damage die and add it. So go ahead and roll a D6. Okay. I got a 5. 
Okay, so that means it's a total of an 11 damage because you add them together. So six oh, is wow. the max on a D6 plus your, your crit die that equals 11. Go ahead and describe how you, uh, you shatter this skeleton. So she's got like a, a hooked blood metal sickle. So she just kind of like gets it whipped around its like neck and she just kind of beheads the thing. Okay. And then as it falls, she kind of like jauntily kicks it, the skull, mm -hmm. and then puts her hand on her hip. Like it wasn't that hard, guys. And I'm going to say, even though this one died, we'll, we'll, I'll let you take your second attack on the other one at this point, as everything's really close. So you can turn oh, around because cool. you, you did spend the doom die. You did risk that. So go ahead and make your, your second attack on that one instead. We got a seven, and that hits. Okay. Uh, roll your damage dice. So it's a D6 on this one. Two. Okay. Hey, that's a amazing turn. You killed one with 11 points of damage, and then you still did damage to the other one. This one's still up, but as it's staring quizzically at Lark after having a, an, an Inquisitor sword thrown at it, you take advantage of that momentary that momentary hesitation, and you just swing around with your blood metal Can sickle. Can the damage be when I kick the skull? It just gets hit <laughs> with the skull? Yeah, you just soccer kick yeah. the skull, <laughs> and so they nice. just bang the two skulls into their head. I love it. All right. So that skeleton will now get to go. Uh, has a couple options to attack at this point. Cassius, Lark, and Baldra, I think, are all in decent range. Let me see who's oh, going to... I'll just I'll bang my sword against the shield. Hey! Um, You know what? If that's the case, it'll attack Cassius. So Cassius, oh, it God, comes at you. Oh, God, what am I doing? Jesus! <laughs> ah. Go ahead and uh, roll your defense. In this case, I'm assuming you have your shield out, so you're doing your parry. Yeah, yeah go for it, man. And because you have a shield, it means you get to so roll. Swordsman, uh, I'll roll twice. You know what? I won't roll twice. I'll just roll the once. Okay, why am I doing this? <laughs> well, don't don't yeah. forget that shields, if you're railing a shield, you get an advantage on it. So you do roll twice. You I, I'll it. take, I succeeded on the first check. I'll oh, did take you? the first okay. check. So it, it comes at you and you just <laughs> feel the vibration. As the shield gets pushed back, you see a little you see a little tiny piece of the tip of the scimitar like over top of the shield as it pushes you back. And then you maybe just it's kind of stuck there for a second, but then it yanks the sword back out, stares at it, and stares at you. Uh Cassius and Durgak, then it's your turns. I don't know. I would just stab it. Go right ahead, man. Okay. Never forget you have two actions on your turn, so you can always choose to attack twice, but you do so, you oh, just have to declare, roll your doom. There you go. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, let's do that. Okay, roll that doom die. Oh, crit. I rolled one. Okay, on the attack? Okay. Yeah. How'd you do on your doom on your doom roll? Oh, do I need to roll a doom die? Oh, did attack? you say you were attacking twice? I'm sorry. I, I missed I No, I just, I'm, I just did a regular attack. Okay, yeah. If You, you can do crit, two different things, so I have another idea in case this doesn't finish it. Well, let's figure out the damage first. So you got a D6. Uh, so roll that and add it to your max score. Is the Gladius so uh, two-handed? No, no. It's a single-handed. Okay. Right, so so six plus one, seven. So seven points of damage is not enough to take it out, but it is getting pretty rickety at this point. As you see, bits and pieces of the bones have fallen out. It's standing very limply at this point, uh, but it is still okay. up, jaw-chattering. Ah... Uh... I just yeah, the herbs or something, Mr. Rabbit Man. 
<laughs> so we look over at Rabbit Man, Durgak. Durgak, what do you want to do here? This thing's almost dead. Uh, yeah, Again. Durgak, well, he has a, uh, you know, a little like, not backpack, but like a little satchel on his back that's filled to the brim with unidentified objects. And he's just going to take it and just swing it right at the uh, skeleton. Okay, go ahead and roll your attack strength. That's a success. success. Durgax is a machine. Uh, all right, let's roll damage. Uh, D4. Uh, yep. Okay. That's two damage. Describe how you take this one out. That is a- uh, so he's just going to swing the backpack. like He's pulling it off his shoulder, and he's just going to swing it overhead and just knock the skull down through the rib cage and out the pelvis. And you see as it gets gets like almost like a plinko from uh, from Price's right, ding, 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 and then pops out the bottom. That skeleton collapses. There's two piles of bones in the ground. Lark, your sword is 30 feet away at the base of one of these uh, one of these outcroppings. You can see there's two scimitars on the ground if anybody wanted to pick up scimitars. They're not in the greatest condition, but they're still there. Uh, that's all they. That's all that that is obvious. And in the distance in this plot, that's framed by these tall hedges. You can see there is that that deflated cottage out in the direction. What do you guys want to do? Durgak is going to take the rescuer of the two scimitars and be like, "Oh, cool! Can I like keep this or something?" So uh, check the inventory, the items directory. There should be a scimitar in there you can drag over. Lark's going to turn to Cassie and just say, "Oh, dear boy, I am so glad you ducked." You saw the look and you moved. I'm so glad you did. I am sorry I did not actually attack the pile of bones that was attacking you. It was a, it was a great distraction. Everything worked out fine. Things fine. Rabbit Mandy still has some of those herbs. I think mine, I think I had a bad batch. I think I I think I snorted bad herbs. Uh, I have smelling salts if you would like some. <laughs> you realize uh, <laughs> it, you didn't actually give him salts. You just gave him like some gravel off the ground. <laughs> some dirt. <laughs> <laughs> just random, random white dirt chalk. She, you didn't, you didn't missed her grinding up a bone. She just gave you bone <laughs> dust. <laughs> okay. so Lark. Lark is over kind of regathering her sword. So sure. she's going to take a look at these uh, things while she's gathering okay. her sword. Yeah. Uh, so again, on one side, they look, it's like you see these, these jagged, large, like almost like a comb, like comb teeth sticking out. And the other side is very smooth. The portion to the inside. So is, is where the jagged portion is. The smooth side is, is, is essentially right up against one of those tall hedges um, when you get close, you notice that your sword had hit one of those teeth, those jagged portions sticking out, and you do see a chunk of it has fallen and, and, and you can see something glinting underneath the stone where that chunk fell out from where you're like, like, like there's something buried or encased in the stone, uh, where one of the teeth comes out. Uh, without hesitation, Lark is going to grab and pick it up and look at it. Uh, no, like the the tooth is connected still, still these horizontal. Oh, jackets, okay. but you can see a chunk has been has been broken off from where your sword hit it, 
And in that chunk, through that chunk, you can see a little glint of metal. Uh, Lark is going to stick her finger. You reach your finger in, and it it is very much metal, and it remains to be so. Uh, um, mm. Uh, Scud, I, I could use those muscles of yours, I think. Scud looks down at the gash on his chest. Are Scud's muscles ruined? Um, no, you have to break them to build them up. Can I use my herbalist ability to heal Scud? Uh, let's see, I can create uh, D6 doses of healing bombs that resolve, restore HP. Sure, uh, roll a D6. Let's see how many you All made. Right. While he's doing that, I would help Lark. Absolutely. Ooh, that's four doses. So you have four doses. Uh, does it say how much it restores? Yeah, it's uh, D6 plus level. So um, do I roll another D6 to see for each one then? So yeah, we'll say as Scud is is helping Lark. And Scud, how are you helping Lark? What 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 exactly are you doing as you're helping? Scud breaks teeth. Okay, so you start breaking the stone over the teeth. And then Durgak is just massaging the bomb into your your chest. That's basically (laughs) what's happening. Scud likes being oiled. Uh, Scud, you can take four points of healing back as it was a one plus your level three, so you get four points of healing back. Okay, so as you continue to break, you realize that it's very easy to break, in fact. Almost like it's not so much stone as it's like it's it's uh it's almost uh, it's almost like a rough encasing. It's like something's been built up over time. And once you're once you manage to get the teeth, you realize there's just this long, slender needle that seems to be maybe about five feet long, uh, maybe a little less, sticking out of the vertical portion. Do the next one, same thing. Next one. And each one of these teeth, and there's probably about six or seven of them, and again, all of this goes about 15 feet high, are all these tiny, very slender needles that seem to be piercing into that that column uh, of rock itself. Scud, can you pull them out? Scud can do anything. Okay. Well, let's roll a strength test. Let's put your money where your mouth is. Roll strength test. <laughs> Come on, Scud. You got this. Uh, Scud rolled an 18. Okay. So, Scud, you're able to do it. You're absolutely able to do it. But it's it's going to be success with failure, you know, with, with a setback or a complication of some kind. And it's going to be, it doesn't look pretty. It doesn't look as good as you had hoped. But you start to pull them out. One by one, you're pulling out all the needles that you can reach. And as you do so, at a certain point, one of them catches. And it's very hard. And you're pulling and you're pulling. And then eventually you yank it free. And a big patch of that outcropping pulls free with it. And there is now, we'll say, about a head size. So maybe like a like a 12-inch diameter chunk missing from the, the outcropping, the big column. And underneath it, maybe three inches deep, it looks like this sort of grayish, tannish material with these little fissures whirling around in it. Uh, Is that also moving? Is everything here moving? Nothing seems to be moving. 
They're just these stationary fissures that are they're just sort of weaving around in these different patterns. Can I take a step back and see if I can, you know, you like can't really... intelligence or something just to see? Okay, if you want to roll an intelligence, you can roll an intelligence. Yeah, yeah, go, go for that. But it's only a small chunk of a 15-foot tall column, basically. Nah, no, 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 that's 19. Yeah, hard to say exactly what it is. Uh, maybe leather, you're, maybe, but you're not, you don't feel it. Until you get more of, until you can see more of it, you're not sure. Uh, Scud, you're, I think maybe, and so she's got the Cestus, so she's going to kind of go next to Scud and just try mm -hmm. to move this along. So, I'll say if you start hacking away at it, if Scud does it, if anybody else wants to help, eventually you start hacking and hacking. And it takes a couple minutes, and much like the teeth, everything starts to crumble. It's not this hard granite. It's it's almost like something's been uh, like mache, like 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 um uh, like paper mache, like over top of it in a way. And you peel it away, and when all is said and done, you have about let's say seven feet of it, like half of it. So the top part of it is still covered, but the bottom half you see. And you realize what you're looking at is half of a massive finger. And you can see the swirls are these tiny little, like the whirls of a fingerprint or of the tiny little fissures like in a skin. And you can see at the very base, maybe a couple feet up, the first like of the, the crinkles of, of where the knuckle, the inside of a knuckle might be. This is huge. Finger. Did we like stumble across a giant or something? Do those exist? They might. But what were the needles, do we think? The needles in the fingers? You do see yeah, these like, tiny pricks, by the way, these tiny little pinpricks here where it's not I'm actively bleeding. But. I'm I'm going to take say I want I'm I'm, I'm I, I, this is dumb but I I I wonder is this thing is this thing alive uh, and I'm going to to take out uh, my helmet uh, it's got a monocle attached and there's a little lamprey in it that I I shove a crystal until its stomach and then I put a wire into it and I jolt it and then the lamprey pulls my eyelid open sprays poison in my eye and then shines a beam into my eyes I look into it. To see if there's any blood pumping through this finger. You can, does not like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. as you as you look in, your eye burning, you uh. do slowly see as the outer dermis begins to become translucent, and then the underlayer of the skin becomes more translucent. The tissue begins to come translucent, and you start to see these little these little veins, and you see very very slowly, almost almost begrudgingly you do see bits of presumably blood very slowly coursing up and down through the yeah. finger it is it's it's not a lot but it's there there's blood in it it's alive it's alive all right <laughs> don't cry too loud you might wake it up and i don't know if we can fight a giant hand I'm sorry, it hurts so much when I do this. Huh? You're, 
You always take such an interesting approach to your uh, inventions there, Cassius. I have limited supplies where I'm from. I do what I can with what I can. And Lark's going to look back at the cottage because wasn't like the cottage like sinking? It's still there. It's not sinking as much as it's deflated. Like it looks is it looks very similar to like a bounce house that has been deflated. It's just got this almost like a melted quality to it. It's 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 in, you know, it's in terrible condition as if it it's not so much like an implosion, but it, it does have this weird melting like effect to it. Speaking of the cottage, Baldra's still there. She didn't leave. So She's well, standing there and No yells. one's ever gone to the cottage yet. That was on the far side oh, of the zone. So no one's, no one's actually okay. gone over there yet. So she's just where we had combat at then. So she's trucking towards the cottage. Yeah, no problem at all. You're moving through the high grass. And yeah, you get to the edge of... It's a very old cottage. You can see that at some point it was, was probably made out of it's a brick like this rough rough brick but also these these beams of wood here and there it had some kind of roofing tiles all of it has collapsed into each other you can even see that the that the there were windows at some point too but they were just openings it wasn't glass as it was just shutters but as you're standing here Balger, like there's no straight line anywhere everything is just sort of contoured like Every straight line appears as though it's just kind of withered in some way. Um, you can also roll an int test while you're standing here, if you like. Or you can tell me what it is you'd like to do as well. Thank you. Uh, you I say. rolled an int. I got a three. Okay. Uh, Cassius, did you, were you going to roll? This is really just sort of looking at it, deducing something, seeing if there's something not, you know, if you're doing something... Like you don't like usually in this game, there's no real perception test. It's just if you're looking for something, you see it. Uh, but in some cases, if you don't know what you're looking for, I'm just going to call for an int test. Uh, okay, so both Baldra uh, and then Cassius, if you come over with your 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 strange device still in, in you know functioning, uh, I'll say Cassius with your with your kind of translucence, you're, you're seeing through walls. You see that there is a large hole in the ground over top which this deflated uh this this deflated uh, house seems to be over top of um in uh, baldra if you're mm-hmm. sort of poking at this you realize that not only is there no right angle anywhere everything is sort of soggy in a way maybe that's not the right word but it has like a give to it does like, it feel like a fleshy? mattress uh no it doesn't feel like flesh no it certainly okay, like even just putting your finger on it and kind of pushing and, and grind, mm-hmm. you can even a little bit kind of breaks off in some way. And since so you succeeded at an int test, it, it has it has like a fungal quality to it, right? It has that give like a mushroom might have, but if you want, you can kind of break it at the same time. It's kind of that feel to it. Okay. Uh, Baldra has a lantern, so she's going to pull that out and like look in through a window. And you can, you can kind of weave... In a bit here and there, but at the same and at the same time, Cassius has already has already found the thing, uh, which and you would say, I would say, Baldra, as you're peering and you can see the big hole in the ground too. Oh, uh, I know that there are spiders that live in ground holes. 
I so she's she's not gonna check that out solo. She's gonna track back to the rest of the group unless Cassius is here with her. Uh what do you want? Uh are we do we go in the hole? Uh, uh, uh why are you sure. crying? Because I the, the lamprey spits poison in my eye and it hurts really bad. Oh, uh, but it, it's effective. Yeah, let's go in the hole. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? I mean, we do have our list with our map. I is is this area on the map? Yeah, you, your map has three big sections. It had the mm -hmm. coast with the lighthouse and the pier. It had the city, and it has the pasture, and it has. Almost like an over, like it has like these tic-tac-toe lines, these grid lines that are marking out various zones. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is on here. Are there any markings on here uh, in the zone? Like on no, the map or no? There's nothing, there's there's no more detail than like circles and X's. Like it's, it, it's it. really okay. very simple. Like you're not even sure exactly what the pattern means, but you see circles okay. and X's basically. Remind me if I ever make a map again. I really need to make a key with notes. I don't. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, none of us can read. We're here. Yes. Uh, Scud, we found a hole. Scud has rope. Should we? Should we go? What do you guys think? Um, I mean. Is the king, like, in the hole? I'm just trying to get my land back, and you all seem like you're, like, the real adventuring type, and that's cool, but, like, I'm just trying to chill, you know? Yeah, so, so you see, when there is something that you want, you can often get that by doing something for someone else ahead of time. And then you say, hello, glorious king. I have rid your pasture of evils. And in return, I'd like my farm back. Please and thank you. Yes, my mom says it's blackmail. I love having blackmail. It was great. Or, or sometimes you just live in a horrible place where there's a terrible ice queen and you were born on the day that your dad killed the king and then your whole family gets murdered and you spend your whole life as an orphan and it's great. <laughs> oh, Scud likes that's mail. a lot. It's take. a fun surprise. <laughs> that's a lot to take in. Uh, but I guess I blackmail sounds cool. I don't want to be an orphan. You can like dudes be orphans once I'm kind of old, you know? Oh, yeah. Eventually, we all become orphans because everybody dies, including your parents. That is true. I couldn't help you accelerate the process. Are your parents alive? Actually, no, I guess. Is that what makes you an orphan? Yeah. Oh, Are you already shit. one and you did not know? I had no idea. There's nothing worse than being an orphan and not realizing you're an orphan. <laughs> Everybody points and laugh at Durgak. Oh, man, that's not cool. Durgak's going to jump in the hole out of shame. That's not cool, okay, man. I was... I got adopted. I didn't know I was an orphan until I was 12. Uh, and Lark Durgat just looks to Scud waiting for like the next yeah, like, jumps closure into the here. Mm -hmm. Galbunga, orphan you know? hole, jump in! 
Okay, Cassie jumps in as well. I think we're all orphans because I got adopted. My my. We're all orphans. Here. If you're adopted, you're not an orphan because you got adopted. Briefly, I, she was briefly you have adopted. An orphan. You spent time yeah. as an orphan. Yes, yes, yes. And now yes. you're then you got you got parents. Okay. All right. So Cassius and Durgak both jump into the hole. Uh, Lark, Scud, and Baldra, what are you doing? Scud has rope. Scud will <laughs> climb. All right, Scud, you find like a sapling nearby. Wrap the rope around to anchor yourself. You start climbing down. Can I cling to Scud's back like a like a leech as he climbs down? That's up to Scud. <laughs> Scud can carry. No, Scud's already had something on his back. Okay. So Scud starts climbing down. You feel the very familiar feeling of something or someone climbing over top of your back. And you climb down, Baldra, Durgak, and Cassius. It was not a short drop, by the way, as you guys jumped down. You're going to go ahead and both take four points of damage. Uh, as you fall, a, like a good 20 feet or so, as you fall and you land with a thud. Uh, Mark, what do you do? Sure, I'm, I'm glad I burned away most of my nerve endings. <laughs> <laughs> you showed him. Lark just sort of takes a look around and just sort of like pulls out Nigel and just says, they all just went in the hole. I suppose we should follow. And so she'll like send Nigel down first so little Nigel sure. like climbing down the rope and then Lark comes last. Isn't Nigel an owl? Couldn't Nigel just fly down? No, this is make Nigel cl- crawl. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. So eventually one way or the other, everyone gets down. And as you go to reach for your lantern vault, you realize you don't really need it as this this um you're in some kind of underground cavern you can you can see there's all sorts of lights as around you. There is phosphorescent fungi everywhere. It's like growing out of the walls of the floors, different sizes here and there. You also see that there's a series of pools, like these small pools that have been created maybe about 10, 10 feet across or so uh, in the in the rocky ground that you have fallen on. Uh, and they themselves are also various colors you're not sure if they're reflecting the light of the of the fungi or if they're themselves just in sort of a different color and you do see that there are two people down here that are uh, milling about one of whom you can see uh, is a man who is about mm, six foot five or so pretty big uh pretty big uh he can see that his arms from the fingers all the way up to his elbows are pitch black. Uh, and then after that, it's just sort of this tan everywhere. He's wearing what looks like coveralls or, or excuse me, overalls, like farmer clothing here and there, like this uh, sort of apron-like look to the top where they're buttoned here and there. Uh, and he has in his hand uh, what appears to be a large stick. From it hangs uh, a little a little string. And he appears to be fishing out of one of these pools. Very big beard. Uh, the beard is sort of swirling as it goes down. Uh, and it's different colors, mostly black and gray and white. And then you see on the other side of this, this cavern, uh, you see a woman who looks very much like a lowercase r as she's very, very hunched over. 
uh, and she's moving around and she has a stick in one hand and she has a smaller stick in the other. The big stick she's using is a cane and the smaller stick she is using to essentially stab and poke and prod uh, at various fungi. What you guys like to do? And Baldra scratch Scud's back. Scud has too many muscles and can't reach. Yes. And she just kind of does the cat need. Uh, Baldra is very unsettling. Someone else should probably speak to the people. And Lark's just going to yell, Hello there. You, uh, you get a response from the man as his head whips over to you. And is like in your direction. Like, quiet! You're gonna scare me away. And he whips his head back down to the pool. Scare the fish? The fish can't hear. Quiet! You're gonna scare him away! But your yelling back at us is equally disturbing, and you're closer to them than we are. He stands up in a huff, like pissed off, yanks the he yanks the uh, the actual fishing line out of it and as you see it comes out you see a hook so massive it it dwarfs the size of the fishing rod it is almost as tall as he is and it just comes flying up out of the pool and flops onto the ground clinking here and there and he takes a couple steps towards you he's very tall and he says oh Sid quiet no one said anything about fish now, quiet. You're gonna scare them away. Would it be uh, better if we whisper? It would be much better. Thank you. Baldra will whisper to them. What What are you fishing for? And he looks at you. Boar. And he points over to this other side of this cave and you see this giant boar that has to be the size of a massive grizzly and it's laying down it's been skinned you can see blood there's little flies kind of swarming around in it it's been partially butchered here and there as if he's been kind of working on it over time okay uh, what what is your name, sir? Morgrim, Morgrim Blackthorn, and we've met. You always come here, and you always make too much noise, and you always scare the balls away. What's wrong with you? I, I, I have. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I have an idea. I bet those boars have amazingly large lungs on them. What if I went into the water and I helped you guide your hook? If I helped you do that, if I helped you get the boar, could I claim salvage on the lungs? I just want the lungs. You can have everything else. Cassius, who said anything about water? You go down in there. You ain't coming out. But you can have the lungs of that one over there. I ain't doing anything with them, and neither is Nerissa. Really? And Cassius was just immediately over there and start adjusting his gas mask. 
okay. to adjust for having larger <laughs> boar lungs. Yeah, and you get these. Yeah, you can carve out these massive boar lungs. No problem. Nerissa yeah. was on my list, right? No. Uh, well, I mean, oh, okay. both Morgrim and Nerissa are on the list, but they've been crossed out. Crossed out. Um, I'm sorry, did you say, and she's whispering, by the way, I'm sorry, did you say that uh, we've been here before? Yeah. Many times. What? Why don't we remember being here? Yeah, you probably failed is why. Rest of us, Help. we gave up trying, I'd say, years ago, but I lost count, and I don't feel like counting any longer. You Fail. all keep trying, and that seems like a waste of, I'd say, time, but, eh, I don't Failed know. what? To, you know, wake it up. What exactly are we trying to wake up if we've been here before? What? What just happened to you? Oh my god, you just became letters right in front of me. That's new. It, whatever's sleeping beneath it, or I don't know. It's a, a you know, the, the god, the big thing. The thing that makes it all happen. Oh. That's what it is. The the big the big hand with the needles coming out of it that we saw up there. Uh, no, no, it's the brain. You know, in the dome. Oh God, this is like a new one. You just woke up again, did you? Uh, usually, you come here after you had a few days or so looking around. You're more understanding. Okay, here it is. There's a giant gold thing, all now, and we're on top of it. And there is, its brain is over, well, sometimes it's in the city, sometimes it's on the ship, and sometimes it's in the pasture, and it, it kind of moves here and there. And uh, if you can get into it, and you can poke and prod it, the theory is that you can wake it up. The problem is that we've all been trying since before we could remember not to try anymore, but all you, stubborn as you're all, continue to do it. And the rest of us go about our days. What, why is everyone trying to wake it up? Is it like... No, no, we're no. Like, we're not trying. We've given up. You but you were trying it. before, so why is everyone trying to? Because they can't leave. You've got the pasture. You've got the coast. You've got the city. Pasture, coast, sea. You haven't tried to leave, have you? You see, usually when you come here, it's after you've tried to leave at least once. But you, you know, you, you, you knew. You try to leave... I, I, you end back up right where you started. I really want to go to the boat. I, you can't believe how much air I could put in these lungs. Look at this. That is big. This is the first time that you've gone into the boars for the lungs. You were here once, uh, ages ago. You got the entrails, and you made some sort of contraption with it, like a flail or a whip, three-odd yeah. tails, and you started hitting things with it. 
But we already took care of the entrails this time. Okay. I will remember that. Okay. So, where is Lucian? And what does it mean when the wind is right? When the wind is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you've tried. You haven't seen the metal dome yet, have you? There's all sorts of scratchings on it. You know? Okay. And you all got it in your heads. It's some sort of code, right? It's some sort of sacrifice. Because you found this or that or this thing or that, and you got to keep sacrificing this or that to it. And every time you sacrifice a different combination, you think, hey, this is the time that something's going to happen, that the engravings are going to glow, the dome's going to spin, the, the old thing in the sky and the ground's going to wake up. And so you just keep, you keep killing folk, but like it's the most useless waste of time because we just wake up like a day later, hanging from the tree or dug underneath the ground or one or the other. Now, so you probably, that's, I guess those are the ones you're going to kill this time. Good on you. Lucian's a real cunt he is. I don't like him at all. Okay. Actually, I've got an idea. Okay, what if what if what if we find where the dome is with the brain? I was able to see where the blood was in the finger because there's still blood flow there. What if instead of just doing regular sacrifices, we take those intestines? You said you saved the intestines. That's great. We'll fill the blood of the we'll fill the intestines with the blood of the sacrifices, and we're going to attach that to the blood flow that we've confirmed in the fingers, and attach the blood flow from the finger to the brain, and create like a loop, and maybe that'll wake it up. What if we got enough intestines? When it senses something and it feels something, it might wake up. Because then it's not just a brain in a jar, then it's feeling something. I think you ate too many herbs, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Or I haven't eaten enough. I lost track of the question. What? Yes? No? I don't know. Yes. Anyhow, Lucian's probably on the boat. And so when the wind is right, Lucian will be over there. Makes sense. Where would where would Estella be? Who? Estrella. Oh, yeah. She's in the city. She's at the she's at the auction probably. As she usually is. Always auctioning this off or that. She loves her artifacts. Magic tools and much. They just trade them away like the collectibles here and there. I don't know. Aldra, who was the last on the list? Um, I don't know if I wrote it correctly, but the 47th came. That one. Yeah, he's wandering the pasture somewhere. Scud doesn't forget days. Scud always remembers leg day. Yep, you sure do. Leg day every day. Anyhow, can you be quiet now? It's not often you come here so young. I've got stuff to to fish out if you don't want. What? Uh, so. Sorry. Lark 
is going to... Okay, so she is... She's got like a, the kind of the white kind of sleeve that she's got. And she is going to go up to... Uh, up to this guy. So his name is Morgan. Morgrim. Morgrim. So she's... Uh, it's good to meet you, uh, Morgrim. And so what she wants to try to do um, is because she's got um, this truth serum that she's got sort of in this little like kind of needle at the end of her sleeve. And so she wants to try to like shake his hand and then kind of inject him with that. Okay. Uh, roll, roll a dex to see if you can do this sort of sneakily. Okay. All right. Uh, and is there, and sorry, is there something that I can do to try to get advantage on that? Can I spend a doom? You can spend a doom. You have to roll your doom die. Um, it's not so much advantage, but you can roll your doom die and you can add the number that you rolled on it to the check, but you automatically like, deplete. Reduce the, it. Okay. The doom. Yeah. Uh, so I rolled a five on my doom die, so I'm good there. So my doom well, no, die, you, I was you, you do deplete it, yeah. Right, but I didn't do like roll like a horrible thing. Okay. On the doom die. Okay, so now I'm gonna. So I now. I'm rolling so, decks, which means now it's a seventeen instead of a twelve. You subtract the result. So roll your die and then subtract five from it, and that's your roll. So just roll roll your test. And then subtract five from the result. That's right. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Uh, so I rolled a 13, which would have been a fail because my dex is 12, but I subtract yeah. five. So then it's eight under 12. And yeah, yeah he looks down and like, all right, nice to meet you. We'll go through the whole process, I guess. Nice to meet you, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So I'm sorry. Uh, tell me again, Mr. Morgram. How is it that folks get out of here? Well, folks don't get out of here. That's the whole point. No one gets out of here. People try to get out of here. And then eventually, at a certain point, they give up trying to get out of here. I've already gone over this again. But you all don't want to give up yet. rest of us, Narissa and I, we find a nice little corner of the place to settle down and enjoy whatever time this thing decides to give us. Um. And I'm assuming the rest of the group kind of knows what Lark does. She doesn't yeah. shake hands very often, and so she's just going to kind of look and see if other folks have questions that they want to ask, because they would all know now is the time to get truthful answers. So how long have we been doing this whole repeat thing I don't really count exactly you don't I don't say you every time sometimes I do sometimes I don't sometimes you go a different way you go over to the coast the crocodiles eat you the octopi drag you down sometimes you go into the city shadow deer they might get you or such sometimes you wander the pasture and one of the giant skeletons gets you Something like that. I don't know. And sometimes you just kind of 
hang out at the tree for a really long time and and eventually you want to pest. But uh I don't know exactly years or months. There's no sun really to tell the days by. It's all just kind of this gloomy grey. But you've been here I less than Larissa and I. Probably, I don't know. Twenty years maybe? Thirty? I don't know. Who's to say? We might all be dreaming for all. No, I was. I was. I came here to get the things. I was gonna. That there was the bomb for the festivals, and I. What? No. Yeah. I know. You. You. You were going to a place. You've told me this before. This isn't the place you were going. Something happened. Something happened on route, and now you're here. That's just the way of it. I don't even remember where I was going when I got caught up here. Yeah. Larissa, she was going to see her daughter, and uh, now she's here. And it's, uh, that's just the way of it, Cassius. Sorry. Have I gotten older since I've been here? No, that's one good thing. They look the same age as the day we arrived. Isn't that great? I suppose. To some of us. Others, and he looks over at Narissa, who again looks like an old crone, lowercase r. Others, oh, he's so great. Do you have anything to add? What? I just told you like a bunch of things. What are you talking about? No, no, Narissa. Do you have anything to add? No! But if we ask more nicely? No, fuck off! So, Scud, when you keep saying you don't skip leg day, that doesn't mean anything, dude. You, For all you know, you've skipped leg day for 20 years, and you just keep waking up thinking you didn't skip leg day. Scud does not skip leg day. I don't know, That's the thing. We we need an absolute, okay? Because this is some sort of like repeating situation. However, we haven't changed, which means things are moving, but they aren't moving. What we need to do is this is this is madness. This is case. We need an absolute. We need an absolute like Scud never skipping leg day. We need to hook Scud's brain up to this brain, make it realize the utter absolute of his mentality that this is leg day that cannot be skipped. And if you can't skip it, you have to move forward because once you've done leg day, you can't skip leg day. Scud doesn't skip leg day. Hey, man, I don't. Can I hook I've your brain up to heard... the giant brain? What does that even mean? How do you I hook a brain up to something else? We have to find it first. Well, I imagine we just jump. Trial and error. Wait, what happens if we jump into the pool of your big fish hook, dude? Uh, pain, and then you wake up back at the hill. Some oh. of us wake up other places, but you always the hill. That's bizarre that we only wake up at the hill. Right. I don't make the rules, uh, but um, that's what happens. Just- There's a theory that wherever you first died in here, and how you died, is how you wake up. So, there you go. Oh. I died I- like a turnip? That's crazy. Yeah. I was, oh, it's better than the way I was. I got eaten by a ball. 
I gotta crawl out of a boar's anus every time I wake up, which is why I really do not like to die anymore. I would stop dying too. Exactly. Like I said, some of us just give up. It's not a bad life. Which way would we like to go if we don't want to give up? Well, I'll go I want to try. I'm going to go to the boat. You can go to the boat. Just be careful of the crocs. Be careful of the squids. And then if Lucian's up there, he'll call one or two of them up. Yeah, he's it. I don't like him either. He's a real son of a bitch. He thinks he's a pirate or something. I think the 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 forty seventh one is probably closer. Yeah, he's wandering around here somewhere. He's just oh there. oh yeah. So you guys haven't found the zone with all the the piles of metal and swords and things, right? No. No. Okay, go skip that one. Big old golem, cut you to pieces. Very uh, unpleasant. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Scud would turn to Lark. If Scud asks question, this man will tell truth. Also, yes, be be hasty. Are Scud's muscles impressive? Yeah, you've got the biggest muscles of anyone here. Well, Scud smiles and takes a step back. Of most everyone here. He wouldn't be interested in the one that might be bigger. But it's not like he's bigger. He's just he's a better fighter than you is all. Uh, who? You really want to know? It's, it's got nothing to do. You've already killed him at least a dozen times. It's not a big deal. Grom, the brawler. He's in this city. He gets the pit fights and such together. Scud will kill Grom. Yeah, you already have, like, at least a dozen times. Brutally, too. You bit, you bit his throat out once. Yeah. Have you told Scud this before? Probably. I don't know. Not that Scud doesn't see. skip jaw day. So anyhow, can I get back to fishing? Okay. Good boy. Oh, off of you. It's the only way out. Now go. See you later, Narissa. Hopefully not. Shut the fuck so up! Nice. So nice to talk to you. It was so nice. Like, they, they gave us the, all the lungs. So, what if next time, uh, Scud, he pulled the thing out of the tree and it started to bleed? And if it's still bleeding... Scud did we, not break tree. What if we took the intestines and we put it at the tree and then we got enough to go to the brain and then the tree's blood went into the brain's blood? I'm all about this. I love the idea of transporting blood from one place to another and then we just see what happens. Trial and error. I read it once. It's called a transfusion. Yes. Why are you all so obsessed with moving weird objects to other places? I don't understand. Some of us have had to make our living via travel. 
we sell things, we talk to people, and that's how we make money. What does blood have to do with that? That's just called being a merchant. Some people buy blood. I kill people for money. That seems a bit heavy for just meeting you, but okay. Well, apparently we've met before. I don't remember. And according to my list, I've killed you before. That seems impolite. Don't do that again. Wait, one of her names was on the list. I asked you that earlier, but you didn't really answer. Uh, you said it was just scribbled too, thir- scribbled too thoroughly. That's true. His Are name is Eliza? very long. Unless someone else has the name. What is it? Dimmeldink. Uh, I doubt. <laughs> I doubt there's another one. So I presumed it was Durgak. Oh, it's probably the double D's that threw us. Yeah. <laughs> that, they always get me. Scud will start climbing. Okay. Yeah. No problem. You guys can climb on out. We're, I, out. I presume we're talking and pitifully climbing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine you're on the back of Scud again, so it's probably oh yeah might be yeah we're princess for, might, might be harder <laughs> for Scud to keep up that side of the conversation than Baldra. But yeah, yeah, you guys get out to the top. No problem. Nothing's changed up here. What do you want to do? Okay, so we apparently have a shopping list. So I don't know. I didn't write good notes. I don't know if we're collecting body parts or if we just need to, like, drag them to the altar and kill them at the altar. But that is, like, sacrifice. It was, like, for a spell. Lark is going to send Nigel off with the instruction to uh, find the 47th. And return. Okay, fair enough. All right, so leaps up in the air. He starts flying around. Uh, this is a timing thing. Roll an int test. It's just to determine how quickly he finds. Uh, you can obviously just roll it. And how far away, maybe? This is a roll under, so a roll the same fails, right? Roll the same fails, yeah. Gotta be Okay, under. so into 12, roll to 12. Okay. Uh, it's still not a terrible roll, so it doesn't take too long. Uh, but eventually, if you're waiting around in the same place, and you're just lingering here, you guess about 20 minutes or so goes by, and eventually Nigel comes back, and through whatever bit of communication that you do, does, does Nigel talk, or do you just, just sort of gestures, motions in the direction? Yeah, it's, 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 it's the, the owl wings, and so you just see like the one wing fold in, and the other mm-hmm. wing points very clearly. It just points in you in a direction. Yeah, just points you in a direction. That's it. That is where the 47th is. Eat the way, Lark. Okay. Uh, so, you start heading in, and you're pushing through the hedgerows again. I won't make you uh, make you roll this time. Uh, all right. Uh, oops, I got to reroll. Okay. You push through, and you immediately see a large pile of metal weapons on the ground in the middle of this, uh, this, this pasture, this, this sort of framed pasture. It's a relatively square shape. Again, everything's sort of tic-tac-toe grids. And you see this massive stack of spears and swords and axes, uh, all manner, or, you know, arrows as well. But it's all metal, basically, like the metal broadheads and things like that, all stacked up here. Um, 
And you can see that point, the, the wing point is going directly at through into the other side of that massive pile of metal. Uh, thank you, yes. Griffin. Griffin threw us some bits. Uh, so that's five. Uh, you can use those for advantages. So if at any point you want to make a roll, take one. That's some advantage. Yeah. Do you have something, Steven? Sorry. No. Okay. We got to find some way around. I remember the fishing dude said avoid the, like, golem that sits on all of the weapons. I don't feel like getting cut to ribbons. It feels like a really bad way to end the session. <laughs> That's why I designed this so that if at any point we're going really long, I'm just going to kill you all, and that's the end of the session. <laughs> so one shot. Wake is it's already. I mean, uh, I, I, really. I, I can yeah. I can I can scout ahead and uh, to, to try not to draw any notice, uh, and then just scout report back. Nigel did tell us it was in this direction, so we should not stray far. Uh, you guys could do, uh, a group test. So with this game, if you all tried to, you know, for example, stealth around or through without trying to disturb this pile, uh, everyone would roll the stealth test. Everyone would basically a dex test in this case, I would say. And if long as half of you succeed, the whole group does. Seems fair to me. Got some advantages of some... Half oh, half want fuck. to use the advantage. I didn't roll a good, and I have good decks. <laughs> oh no! I will uh, not use advantage, but I probably should. Fortunately, okay. as an urchin, I get to roll. Oh my again. god! You as it, oh, oh my no, god! We need Double three fail. successes. I'm gonna use Double advantage. Fail. Wait, okay. more than half have already failed, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, two, two have failed. Two have failed. I even uh, had ball advantage just on that. I rolled my boulder, and it was on the one. For like a second and a half, and then it tipped over to the ah. thirteen, so I failed. Okay, so so Scud fails. Uh, so you guys are an odd number, huh? So I, I don't think it has of rules for round up or round down. Uh, so let's see. I'm just gonna roll. I this did 50, succeed. 50. I rolled eleven on both dice. Both I rolled eighteen twice. Higher, oh my low, gosh. Lark, higher, low. Low. Uh. Yeah, it was a, it was a three. So uh, so we'll say for this case we'll we'll round down. Two is enough. At a certain point, as y'all are sneaking around, you can see very slight wind begins to to swoop through, and you can see the the high grass starts to tickle the sides of the pile. And as it does so, you watch as the pile begins to kind of unfurl a little bit, and you can see this long, gigantic metallic arm blades and spikes just beginning to unfurl and then goes right back down. You take a few more steps and Scud and Durgak, you kind of crunch on some of this grass. There's just happened to be really, really dry. And once more, there's a shift in the blade pile again. Everyone stops completely still. Hold your breath. And eventually it settles once more. You get all the way around to the other side. And we'll say you make it across. However, you do see that as you're as you're getting all the way up to that, that second hedgerow on the other side. Uh, you can see that there's a there's a there's more movement to the blade pile now. And this time it gets up and you see this small spherical head 
begin to unfurl, kind of look up, and these large, broad, it's like large, very wide broadsword just begins to kind of flip open, and you can see these massive eyeballs staring at the five of you. What do you want to do? I want to like run the hell away because I can't fight a giant sword man. I'm made of paper. Uh, I shoot him in the eyeball with a flaming lance. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> uh, he's so much bigger. He's going to catch us. Baldra was once on an adventure. It was called Silent but Deadly, the Lich's Lair. Ooh. And so <laughs> she is rather stealthy, so she will attempt to hide us from his gaze. Okay, I would say that with Cassius firing that, that hiding is probably like you like you she made wants it across, to get you can run. But. Stealth attack if if we do fight is what I'm saying. Okay, so so Cassius, go ahead. Let's start with let's start with Cassius attack. Cassius, yeah. roll your attack, but you gotta add two to your roll as this thing is level five. It's a higher level That's than fair. you all. I'm not I'm looking to see if there's anything I can do with dooming to try and do like a bl- I don't know that there's a blinding attack. I'll take or could it. Could I roll fine. my dooming to do yeah, yeah. Because uh, no basically, I shoot him in the eye and like temporarily blind him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. Roll to five. Doesn't degrade. Okay. And then I'll uh, just roll a dex check because I'm shooting. Basically, you see Cassius like pull out of his pack. There, there's like this. It looks like a dead baby dragon that the spine's been redirected and bent into the shape of a gun. There's just one p- patch of like preserved meat where the uvula would be and there's a bunch of wires that come up to it because he just pulls it out aims the little baby dragon the big old firebolt comes launching at the thing's eye okay how much damage does this do it just does regular damage okay uh d6 you were were doing the blind thing right yeah okay i'll do the blind but i get a bonus lingering d4 of damage even though i just blinded it well we'll say the 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 d4 damage we'll say that stays We'll say like maybe the initial the initial damage is traded off for it being blind, but then the the UD four the usage die yeah. will continue to burn. I think I okay. still need to roll to hit though. Okay. In oh, fairness. okay. I'm sorry. I thought you already did that. So go ahead and no, roll. I rolled the dooming die. I, I'll take one of those boons, maybe. Sure. Got it. So you okay. basically did vicious, Jeremy. I I did blinding. Yeah, which is it's one we not made on up. the list. It's just I was like, hey, can I blind if I shoot in the eye with a flame? I think attack? that sounds great. I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I'll make basically its attacks disadvantage because one of its eyes has been blinded. So it's essentially it's it's blind out of one eye. So no damage from the actual shot. It's just blinded, but there's a lingering two fire damage. Okay, uh, sounds good. Is anybody else doing anything? This thing, uh, this is like sort of before initiative. I'll give anybody else like a chance to do something before before I roll initiative. And running away is a perfectly valid thing to do as well. Yeah, so Lark is going to um, kind of pull into her other pocket within a pocket. We and come in peace. She, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she is going to pull out uh, this crystal. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to take the crystal in her hand and she's going to kind of like rub the crystal. Um, and as the crystal heats up, you're going to see kind of out of the crystal is you're going to see this like holographic-ish 
version of Scud that's kind of life-size, but mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of projected in, you know, sort of like our momentum was going this way. And it's that projection is going to go back in the other direction. And so this is one of her inventions of a image crystal. So kind of like a distraction. Okay. So you're trying to distract it. Uh, you're probably doing it out of the peripheral vision of its good yeah. eye. Okay. To get mm-hmm. it to be distracted. Okay. Yep. Uh, do you have to roll do you have to check for this at all? Uh, it, I don't believe so. No. Okay. Just one. It's just one of your adventure items that you that you spent yep. your points on. Yeah. So adventures, they get a certain amount of points that they can spend on various inventions, various items. We've seen both Cassius and Lark use them. And then if we were playing this in like a normal setting, there is an upkeep for them that you would also have to spend as well. Okay. So it's, you can hear this very grating, like metallic voice begin to echo out from that pile as it's starting to thrash around as the eye is burning. You can even see, because the eye is kind of glassy and you fired this, 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 this flaming arrow lance into it and it's burning still. And you can see the metal surrounding the eye is getting torched and turning black here and there. And it's like thrashing a bit. And then it looks and you can see it just sort of sweeps around and it's, and it's paying its attention now to that ver- that 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 image that Lark has thrown on the other side. Durgak, <clears throat> Scud, or Balgers, anything you're doing? Is Durgak running? Well, I mean, I have a weapon now, so I guess I'm going to try and help out my weird friends that want to seem to die. I don't that they have it running. We should run now. I didn't blind it to stand here like an idiot. I blinded it to run. All right. Scud doesn't skip leg day. Scud runs. (laughs) Okay, so Scud's running. (laughs) And Scud, you smash into this giant hedge and you create a Scud-sized hole in it through which others can follow if they wish. That sounds like a good plan. Go, Durgak, go. Okay. So Durgak, Baldra, follow... As this thing is swinging around, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a quick sort of, just sort of 50, 50, uh, to see if it, if it watches you all run or if it's going to be completely consumed by this, uh, uh, by this, uh, this image that Lark has created. Lark, high or low? Low. Okay. All right. It's a two. So this thing suddenly stands and you can see it's standing like 15 maybe 20 feet tall and it's and it starts thrashing around here and there one of its eye like it's kind of reaching up trying to grab with its with these pointy sword like fingers at that lance in its eye but it's struggling to get that manual dexterity to pull it out and then with it and then it's also trying to stomp with these huge legs all these points, these jagged points are trying to stomp at that uh, that little apparition that Lark made, giving Cassius and Lark enough time to kind of follow the rest of you darting <laughs> through the hedgerow. <laughs> okay. So you run through uh, and then you kind of get into another one of these uh, these, these large, semi-empty looking uh, uh, pastures. You see the point of the, of the owl of Nigel's continuing to point push through another one and another one. It's like three more zones until eventually you push into a zone that has a relatively intact cottage looks same sort of color scheme, same sort of 
same sort of stone and wood mixture with tiles, except the roof has been partially uh, ripped apart. As you can see, there's like a sapling growing up through it, like this small tree beginning to sprout as it pushes through the roof. And you also see kind of loping around, not quite on all fours, you see a figure. <laughs> and you look and you realize that it's somewhat canine, got fur, large ears, big snout, and it's like loping a bit. <laughs> And for some reason, all of you realize that this is the 47th game. Some sort of werewolf creature that seems to be on the opposite side, hasn't quite noticed you yet, and is loping around over there, and it almost seems like it's eating or tearing through something. I would like to hide behind Scud's massive thighs. Done. You do. Cowering. The, the, the thighs even begin to swell just to give you more room to hide. <laughs> As he flexes. Uh, Baldra, are, are we to kill this? To scratch it off your list? Well, I, I believe it is our list. Yes, we should probably sacrifice him. I did not realize Cain probably stood for K9. Interesting. I did not either. Scud can kill a dog. I, prob I probably cannot. I could kill people. Scud, were you raised in, like, a war-torn country? That seems like a very strange thing to say. Scud was born in a hut. Okay. How very normal of you. Uh, Baldra is going to, like, stealth. Okay, anybody who wants to try to stealth up on this thing. We'll yep. do another group test, roll decks. If you don't want to be part of it, and you'd rather just stay at range, that's fine as well. You don't have to roll it. Okay. What did you say we could get if we tie it to our backstory? You can get advantage. You can also spend advantage. the audience dice as well. So you've got, this is just our homebrew, by the way. Like they, I started them at level three. Each level, you basically have like a story as like on your saga. And uh, I tell them just to make something up. And so our homebrew just for the session is that if they can come up with how something happened in that little saga story of theirs that, would be useful in this moment, they could get an advantage on a roll. So a little flashback kind of thing. So Scud, Scud. has a saga, Raiders and Rebels. Uh, he learned guerrilla warfare. So he okay. will be using that to stealth around. Okay. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and roll dexterity at advantage. Take the take the better of the two. Uh, let's see. Okay, you pass Vanrick. Uh, Cassius already passed. Uh, looks like Durgak passed. How did Lark and Bulger passed. do? All right. Four people have passed. <laughs> all of you passed. So if everyone passed, you all sneak up. You get a little close, and you realize that he's just kind of tearing through this massive boar on the ground. <laughs> and has no idea that you're there. What do you want to do? Lark takes out her uh, Inquisitor's longsword. It's going to need to uh, prove that she can actually uh, do something with this thing. Okay. So what we'll say is everyone's going to go uh, before they get to go. It's possible they might not get to go. Since you've snuck up on them, I'll also say 
you know, you can have advantage on whatever, you know, if you make an attack or something like that, you can have you can have an advantage on that. And so just go ahead and and do what you want to do. So Lark, you you bring out that giant inquisitor sword. You try to hack down, go ahead and roll an attack. Uh this guy is level four. So add one to uh your roll. It's for everybody. All right, uh, that is a seven under 10. Okay, that is an absolute hit. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage, and it's a two-handed weapon, right? Yes, it is. So for this game, two-handed weapons, it's the same weapon damage as everything else, except you roll your damage die twice, and you take the better. So it's advantage on the damage die. Uh, so go ahead and roll your 2d6s, take the better. That's how much damage you do. Uh, four. Okay, so you step up, reach back with the with the sword and this this little werewolf guy who's just biting away at this boar eating some food you just slash down into its back you see this eruption of fur and blood and viscera and this what are the rest of you doing uh baldra is an assassin so my first attack against an unaware target is an automatic hit that deals damage equal to my dex score Beautiful. What's your deck score? Uh, ooh, wow. Deck score is 10. Okay, Plus so it has 10 yeah. points of damage. Oh my gosh. Dang. Okay. So you guys just see as Baldra kind of stealthily, like cat crawls up towards him and then leaps and then with her uh, blood metal sickle just slashes down the other side, like his <laughs> side. As you stab it inside. All right, who's next? Still up. I'll go. Uh, All right, Scud. You want to? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. All right. uh, you said we get advantage on the attack, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll say just because you all came up here, five successes on your stealth. They had no idea. I'm going unarmed because you made it canon that Scud will bite people's throats out. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that what you're doing? Yes, you're trying I'm trying throat? to bite his throat out. Uh, that okay. is a success on the attack. Okay. Um. And I have another saga I'm going to use on advantage for the damage die if I can. Fair enough. Absolutely. Go uh, ahead. My other saga is eat the rich. So the 47th <laughs> king uh, works out nicely. Uh, so the story is you literally ate rich people? Is that what like that really happened? That was the guerrilla warfare that I did. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. And you, you, you found a prince or a king somewhere and you just, just ate them. You took the, you took the, the phrase literally. Okay. All right, you've used uh, both ears up. Yes, uh, and that is max damage, eight. All right, so for you, because you have certain abilities, it actually bumps your, your D4 unarmed eye. You're all the way up to D8, and you rolled an eight. And describe how you kill this poor defenseless werewolf. Uh, yeah, so the thing is just battered from all sides from everyone ambushing it. And Scud just rushes forward and, like, grabs it by the muzzle and pulls back its head and just mm -hmm. chomps down on the throat and just rips it out with a massive fur in his mouth. And as you toss it off, off to the side, the chunk, it's just this saliva and blood matted fur. You look down, just coursing out of the throats, the blood eyes roll back, tongue falls off to the side. And this creature is dead for now. Uh, guys, it was eating a boar. We don't know if it was actually hostile to us or not. And Scud, 
What the? F- Need him dead. What? He's on our list. Yeah, but how do we know your list is like the list? You know, what if it's just like your paranoia? You have a list. It's obviously a hit list if you're an assassin. Okay. Well, I'm clearly going to harvest the intestines so that we can hook up and do a blood transfer. Well, don't do that. We don't know what we need from him. We need everything. We need to drag his body back to the tree. Scud eats the rich, and I pull out my hunting knife to start preparing the body. Whoa, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just kidding, my body. Scud, a, please. We have, we, we have manners. We eat at a table. There is a table over that yeah, way. We're taking it to the table. The Scud I mean, prepares the body before I mean, carrying. I need Scud's muscles to carry the body. What does preparing the body before carrying mean? Like when you're hunting, you disembowel okay. it. Right, before right, you got it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Like okay, I said, great. I'm going to get the intestines. I already volunteered. All right. So Scud is taking the carcass minus the intestines and such. Cassius is taking the intestines. You guys made this so much more messy than it needed to be at this <laughs> present point in time. extraordinarily messy. You guys are coated in werewolf blood. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, I want the boar's intestines too. Sure. And they're like all falling and stringy and you're throwing them up. It's like an unfurled fireman hose is basically what you're dealing with right now. Did not listen to Baldra. There is a table. We can put it on the table. Okay. Where do you go next now that you have this 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 thing dead? The have- table. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we need to go back to the tree, to the you- altar, and then eventually. Sure. Not a hard, that. not a hard route back. You you make it back on un, un you know unimpeded, climb up the hill once more. There's there's that altar uh, with the various runes, the the blood stains and such, and yeah, you're there. Uh, can I do the incantation that is listed on the altar with the body here to start it, or do I know if I need all the bodies? You you don't have really so any clear idea. It. No, no, no. I what I mean is, I mean is, you've tried a lot of things in the past. Like you know that you have that memory, and none of them have really worked. Like somewhere along the line, you got it. You got it in your head that sacrificing various people or some combination of people might somehow appease whatever creature, whatever god or whatever deity whose demi plane you found yourselves attached to. Like you, you that somehow is going to work. You can certainly try. Okay, I would like to do it. Okay. All right, so you want to go through a ritual. You're trying to sacrifice. You're trying to use this. I mean, he's already dead. So you plop yeah. the carcass on top. Yeah. Whatever whatever parts of the innards, the intestines that Cassius is willing to give over. Okay, so you've got... Uh, so you're, you want to try to go through this ritual. Now, there's not a whole lot you have to do here. I'll say what I'll want from everybody. This is what I'm going to want from everybody. You know how to do it. You can read. We're going to treat this like a group test. Okay. Love it. All, all of you are there. We're going to make it a group test. And it's going to be your charisma or your wisdom. I'll take either one of those two. And we'll see how well you do. And it's going to be a requirement before you start spending stuff. In order. Yeah, it's going to be three this time I'm going to require. Gotta look that up, whether it's roll up or whether it's round up or round down. I'm not sure. So it's gonna be three successes for this to be a successful sacrifice. Scud can read. Okay. <laughs> I believe. I'm you. sorry, what was the test? 
it's it's, it's a wisdom. Awesome. It's basically a okay, you're basically contributing to the ritual. So you're going to roll wisdom or charisma somehow, like praying or participating in the ritual somehow. So everyone's going to roll a test, explain what they're doing as part of this ritual, and then we'll look at your successes and see whether or not it was a success. Well, clearly, I'm doing my best uh, to, to remember the blood system I saw on the finger, and we could try and take these intestines to try and. Uh, uh, do a crude surgical attachment of these intestines to the tree and get a blood flow redirected. And then I don't really know where I'm going with it just yet. We're going to find a place to send it. Okay. okay. Maybe send some of it to the altar for now. Yes. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> nope. Cassius, you're trying to rearrange like the intestines in such a way to try to feed some of the blood and just sort of drip it back out onto the plinth, but it's just starting to spray wildly. You're seeing tears uh, in the intestines uh, and everything's just getting messy. It's covering, it's getting in your eye and your okay, face. I here need to cauterize the wound. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's um, next? Could my story uh, an errand for the Beast Queen more guts apply to this? Sure. That sounds great. Okay. Yeah. So you have done so in the past cuts. outside of this demi plane, you have done you've done rituals like these. These aren't yeah. yeah. I love guts. Numerous, you know, numerous guts with entrails. Guts, as yeah, they would absolutely. Say. Bones, entrails, various. Yeah, you, you, you do this. Absolutely. Okay, I got it. Maybe and, you're a ha you're, you're, was it a Herospex? Is that what it's called? Read read the entrails for yeah, you know, for fortune and divinity. Uh, I did succeed. Okay, so we've got one success so far. Just so so what is how do what do we see Baldra doing as she is is dedicated to this this portion of the ritual? So she's got this poor man laid out on there, and she's not necessarily just messing with just like his intestines. Like Cassius on is on that. She's got like his lungs, his heart. Her, his heart is the main thing that she's focused on, and um, she's kind of just like squeezing it above the altar as she's doing the incantation and then at the end of it she takes a bite and then spits it onto the altar okay beautiful absolutely beautiful all right who is next uh scud rolled wisdom and passed okay. um so he is writing incantations uh all throughout this um, and apparently incantations don't really matter what words you write because he's writing bugs over and over and over. <laughs> he's just etching it into the rock. Right. Uh, but it, it's more about the the thought, the the intent behind it. And what are the thoughts that are in your head as you're writing out bugs? Uh, he's claiming his kill. Uh, he He's claiming uh, the werewolf king. Uh, he's really thinking about dinner, but he's okay. more focused than he's ever been. Beautiful. His Lark. two brain cells doing overtime. Lark or Durgak, do you have an idea? Uh, <laughs> Durgak, I guess victim to this group's psychopath <laughs> right? ritual, is just going to burn some herbs and say it's incense for the ritual. I succeed. Okay. And so you just get some of these herbs out of your pack and you start burning them, wafting up. Collectively high. And it's covering the dank and horrific smell of this poor werewolf creature that you're just ripping apart in all sorts of manner. I'm going right. to fill my boar lungs with it and save it for later. Lark, what about you? So, uh, all right. So Lark's first saga story name was Hello, is anyone out there? So she's going to do charisma and she's just kind of trying to do like the appropriate like supplication for like all of this to work. So like whatever, like, you know, kind of prayer related words she needs to say, she's going to like focus real hard on that. Okay. Right, uh, and so I got the advantage from that. 
and I succeeded. All right. Uh, okay. What what is it that you say to to beseech this this god uh, this nameless god of time and space? What is it you say? I'm. Um, I am basically just describing everyone and just how cool everyone is. And it's just, do you not see the creativity? We have the most creative of adventures ever. Do you not see the muscles? We have the strongest of all of the muscles in all of the land. Do you not see the sorcery and all of the influence that we can do? And do you not see the good heartedness? We have the most good hearted of good hearted who is going along with all of this for the benefit of the greater good. We are worthy and deserving, all of us. Within half a heartbeat of when you finish saying we are worthy, all of us, the ground begins to tremble and shake. Now, Cassius, Lark, you were laying on the ground at one point and felt a very slight tremble, but this is far more noticeable as you don't need to be laying on the ground and the rest of you notice it as well as everything just begins to shake and shake. You see a fissure in the ground begin to crack open. Scud, you watch as there's this trickle of that red syrup weaving its way down this fissure and it just bursts around the altar and kind of covers you all on this sticky sticky grime and it catches in your feet here and there you all kind of start to try to move but you're slowed down the trembling continues and you watch as erupting from within the pasture you just see this huge chunk of earth as five of these jagged rock outcroppings that you know are fingers just pull up and up and up out of the ground you see the the hedgerows getting thrown around you see the the portions of that volcanic rock shaving the covering begin to fall away and he watches a hand this massive gray tan hand flexes these long gnarled fingernails curving around because they haven't been clipped in who knows how long and it just flexes and flexes and it just reaches up into the air and down over top of where the altar is, just scooping all of you up, right up into the sky. As you're hovering there, and this massive hand, you're looking down, and you can see that there's like a lake here, and beneath the lake, Cassius, you notice this very, very thin, you know, kind of thin layer of water begins to sort of peel back a bit. You see a massive eye opens up. Look over here by the, the coast of the ocean. A second eye looks at you. And it's just kind of hovering over top of it. And then very quickly, actually, you get moved down to the point where all of you are starting to get sick at this point as it quickly pulls you down to the ground once more. And then you move up with even greater velocity back up into the air and it lets go of you. And all of you just start hurling through the air, all the way through that misty haze that's been covering all the way up to the point where you can no longer see what's below. You can't see the city anymore. You can't see the ocean. You can't see anything. You're just hurling and hurling and just until the point where like you almost sort of feel weightless. 
And you're up there for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just flying and flying. And then suddenly you start to feel yourselves descending for a little while. There's a cloud cover. You go through that. You pull through that cloud cover. You feel little bits of moisture begin to get on your hair and your clothes. And then you burst through the cloud and you look down and you see this glorious blue-green ocean below you. You see no signs of the coast, no signs of the ship, no signs of the actual city or the pasture. And you're just hurling down, falling and falling. And with a massive splash and a great deal of pain, you all fall into this ocean, having been thrown quite literally out of this domain. <laughs> ben can't swim. It <laughs> sinks and sinks and sinks and sinks. Kick your legs, damn it! What are they? With seventy-five percent of his bones broken from the impact, just giggling like a crazy man at the top, and Scud continues to sink. That is where I think we will call it <laughs> for this uh, this this one shot adventure. Okay, <laughs> you guys are floating in the middle of an ocean in the middle of nowhere. Scud <laughs> sinking to the bottom of that ocean. <laughs> I need the giant fish hook now. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, All right. So that was Black Sword Hack, sorta. <laughs> that was that was Black Sword <laughs> Hack in my own little little sandbox thing that I have here. Okay, uh, so yeah, if you're nice, unfamiliar nice. and you're looking at the chat, Steven just dropped it, but if you're watching this later on YouTube, check the show notes. Uh, I'll drop some links uh, to the Black Sword Hack stuff. Uh, what y'all think? Y'all like it? Like it? Oh, you yeah. like it? Oh, yeah. 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 I would do more. I like it too. I really Anytime like, I really I like the system. Anytime I get to be demented and crazy, it was fun. it's yeah. great. And I love the doom factor. That was really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no one got doomed. No one got doomed. No one. Uh, so you get doomed, I was basically. You get, yeah. you get disadvantage on all your rolls, effectively. Got down to four. Yeah, if it depleted one more time, you would have been doomed, yep. which meant that yep. you're disadvantaged at everything, effectively. Uh, mm -hmm. But a long rest, so an overnight rest, would have would have been able to do it. So you've been able to reset it back to, to its original state. Uh, okay, very cool. And I like how you all are using like the uh, the effects. I love the effect stuff. I love using yeah, the doom factor. I think that's that's, that's a cool really, mechanic really cool. for sure. Yeah, like you get you get you get so much control of it. I like. I really like it. It's very nice. Uh, but all right, very very cool. Um, the fun. <laughs> Yeah, I've been like kind of tinkering with this adventure for years. Like I said, I was originally going to run it a uh, long time ago when we were when we were playing Best Left Buried. I was thinking of running it there, but then like we started mm -hmm. doing some other things, and it took a while for us to kind of get back to like a dark fantasy. And so now we're here. It seemed like the good time to break it out. So hope you all had fun. Oh yeah, yes, Very a lot much. of fun for for sure. All right, uh, and some say Scott is still sinking today. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Just walking along the bottom of the ocean. He can hold yeah, his breath he forever. He swags to shore. <laughs> he, did, he never forgot leg day, but he did forget cardio. He can't swim. He's just <laughs> out of breath. He's just oh, too dense, you know? Yeah, all right. Awesome. Uh, so why don't we do a, little, a couple of closing plugs, and then we'll get out of here. So let's start up with Jeremy. Jeremy, tell us about the Patreon. Yeah, Aaron Reese on Patreon. Comics, maps, tokens, other fun stuff. Check it out. Why not? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, drop the link in the chat. Again, check the show notes if you're watching this later on YouTube. You can go over there. Uh, I plenty of plenty of. Uh, I used to use a lot of when I was using maps and some. Uh, I had a couple of maps set up for our Blade Runner game that we never. I never ended up using them, but I had a couple of maps and I was using some of Aaron Reese's uh, stuff for that, but never actually did. 
it's not so much a map game, unfortunately. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else we got going on? So our next game is tomorrow, and so you, I think you can see you can see Melissa, you can see Ashley, Stephen, myself, and a couple others. Our friend Aaron uh, is in that one, and uh, Evan as well uh, is uh, is going to jump into that as we're going to continue our Twilight Imperium or Embers of the Imperium game. Uh, so we're doing like a three week three week little session or a short adventure of that so we're on session two tomorrow so come hang out with us there it's with the genesis systems new new setting uh based on the old board game uh yeah, and then I'm on danger what yeah you are in you're in danger uh <laughs> yeah yeah you're you're probably the only one i'm i would be worried about you're you're in a you're in a touch of danger uh monday we should hopefully be back to horror on the orange express uh you can see myself melissa and jeremy in that one and then tuesday what do we got steven uh, we're off on Tuesday, but we would normally be playing <laughs> Forbidden Lands. Uh, we will point. pick up uh, on the 20th uh, with you all fighting some frost spiders. That is true. Normally, we play Forbidden Lands weekly, but Melissa and I are off uh, on Tuesday. We're not going to be around. So we're taking Tuesday up. And normally, you can catch us there uh, playing some Forbidden Lands. Uh, and then next Friday, uh, it's possible we could end up playing some more Black Sword Hack. Uh, the schedule is a little bit in limbo. We've got to check Aaron. Aaron might have to dip out of Conan for a week. Melissa and I might even have to. So we're going to play Friday by ear uh, next week. Uh, but yeah, later this month, though, uh, we're planning it's we're planning it for the 23rd. Uh, as long as that's cool with Long, who's going to be one of the players in this. But we're going to hopefully be starting up Delta Green before the end of the month. So we're starting a new Delta Green campaign. Uh, Steve, or not, not Steve. Derek says no. We're not. We're going to do that. I'm not ready for the sleepless nights. It's different this time. <laughs> it's going to be different. We need different. to have like mid meetings of us after yeah. when we're doing this campaign to like compare notes and like go over our theories. No, wait, I was very end. I was like a conspiracy with the yeah. last time. Yeah, uh, we're gonna hope, start a private hopefully. group chat that Jeff's yeah. not in. Just to compare notes, just well, to, to talk to like. Well, just so we can strategize. I'll just talk. I'll just talk to Jeremy, and he and I can reminisce about Visid when we played it. Uh, when I ran yeah. over like, <laughs> make God, all so the wrong fun. choices. Oh my great. God, that was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, vastly. Like, it's funny because we did Impossible Landscapes here. Uh, so 30 something episodes of that. And we did like, I don't know, six, seven episodes, uh, something like that, of Visit over on Garblag. Vastly bad choices in both groups, but the different kinds of choices. And yeah, things went things went horribly, horribly wrong. Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. I always remember Starbucks from, from that Garblag game. <laughs> oh my God, Megan. Just wonderful chaos. Uh, all right. Thank you to everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you for those who threw out some bits. Thank you to those of you who subbed. Uh, really do appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and raid uh, our buddies over at the Defenders of Cobalt, who I believe are playing o uh, Old School Essentials tonight. I think that's uh, I think that's what Chuck is Thunder Rift. Is it Thunder Rift? I think nice. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Very cool. So I think and I think they're doing OSC rules, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. So uh, follow the raid. Uh, check us out tomorrow. And have a good rest of your night. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.